This is the Shetland Show. I feel really good now. Three. Keep drinking that honey juice. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make art. Make art. Make art. And when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. Make Microphone check. One, two, one, two. I hope they get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claiming victories. Yeah, yeah, come on. It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. In a transitional world, okay. Yeah, it's just basically going for it. You know, sometimes you don't know, think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know, it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it happens every day. Yep. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we it's take like over the street. What's up, skateboarding family? Just finished up an awesome episode with Aaron Susky. Susky is a huge inspiration to me. He's one of my best friends. He's just like one of the most genuine people. His skateboarding is beyond amazing. And this episode just really got me fired up. Like he really just got me inspired to just keep doing more and more episodes. So I'm really excited for you guys to check this out. Also, I just wanted to thank everybody that supports the podcast, supports All I Need Skateboards, everyone that's gone to our web store, allineedskate.com, and purchased the beanie or socks or t-shirts or skateboards. That really helps us out. That supports this podcast, helps me being able to pay the fees for Podomatic and whatnot. So I appreciate all you guys' support, and thank you so much, and enjoy the episode. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. What's up, people out there? What's up, Susky? Hey, buddy. Where are you at right now? AZ, Tucson. Were you on your porch or something, though? Back porch. Yeah, chilling. You lucky son of a bitch. Yeah, it's a little chilly, but it's, it's uh, tolerable, <laughs> you know. What's a little chilly to you? I got the right attire. What's a, what, what do you consider a little chilly? <laughs> I don't know. It's like 40 right now. Oh, yeah? We're real tough. Real tough, man. It was, uh, three <laughs> degree, it was like three degrees yesterday. Mm. In case you were wondering. I feel for you, man. <laughs> What's going on, man? Not much, you know. Just uh, hanging out at the old Pueblo over here. How was how I like to start out now with like how'd you start your day today? How's your day going? What's uh, it was good, man. Went to work, went to Home Depot, picked up some wood. Hell yeah! Gonna uh, gonna build a chicken coop tomorrow for the school. Sick. Slash rabbit inhabitants, so they can live cohesive and uh, compatible. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Just got my work cut out for me over there. Just uh, a lot of stuff. Have you, um, have you ever built a chicken coop slash rabbit house before? No. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what? It's actually it's built. It's just uh, it's just fine tuning it. We have the structure. We have to level it. We have to put the um, chicken wire in the ground, bricks around it, shield up one side of it because it's kind of like right now, you know, um, the elements and um, where the school is. My daughter's school is. Uh, it's kind of on the outskirts of town, so a lot of coyotes. Um, the chickens on the other side of this the schoolyard. Uh, Bobcat got in there a couple weeks ago, so it has to be pretty diesel, you know? Yeah, yeah, I imagine. There's definitely some predators out there that'd be hyped. Yeah. 
That's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Home Depot jam today. Did a couple things. Hung a couple hooks. Some <laughs> whacking. Sounds like a real manly day. You you worked, Home Depot, a little building. Now you're on your porch with your yeah. beard. Right. Just put my daughter to bed. So, yeah, it was a good day, man. It's a good day. How old's your daughter now? She's seven. And what was her name again? Sophia. Sophia. Beautiful name. Beautiful. Yeah, thanks. That's it's actually awesome. my... Uh, my great great uh my great grandmother's name. Oh, awesome. Grandmother's mother's name, you know. So um so we kind of got it from carry on tradition. Yeah, you know, keep it keep it alive, keep it in the family. It's a trip that she's 7, dude. That's so crazy. Time flies, man. It's flying. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She's in first grade, learning all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, it's rad. It's fun. You know, like yeah. Fun, challenging, exciting. Emotional sometimes. It's all. It's crazy. What's going on in the background there? It's my dog. What's his, what's his name? <laughs> Dash, come here. I'll put you inside. He hates being left out, man. I think he wants to do some of this interview. He's trying to get find a rabbit or maybe some chickens to eat. I don't maybe. know. Come here. Come here. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, she's good, man. It's fun, man. I try to get out with her as much as I can. We just went camping. Oh, Wakers was out here uh, last week. Acres. Um... Dan the Man, Andrew from Jersey, um, they came out and they wanted to go camping. So I took them camping, got my daughter on the boat, and we went out to deep in the desert to like a pretty rad place where there's like a bunch of old pottery and like Native American um, artifacts and petroglyphs and stuff. And we had a nice campfire, guitars. It was a rad, man. It was a good and, time. So I saw, I saw, I thought I saw a photo of Willie on Instagram, and I was, I was, I thought it was a throwback photo, but he was out there, huh? Yeah, yeah, they just rolled through. I think they're, they went up to SF and they're coming back for a couple more days, and you know we're gonna go hit some pools and just get my buddy's backyard and whatnot. And Sick. Did you guys, get, did you guys get weird out in the desert at all? Get weird? What you, what's, what's that mean? I don't know. You take it for what it is, man. Just asking. <laughs> 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 weird. Absolutely, he's good. Yeah, he's good, man. He's ripping. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, they had a blast, man. I love like taking people that aren't used to around here, like to the mix, you know. Because it was it was deep. It was deep. It was like um, some BLM land, Ironwood National Forest, and uh, we were out there, you know, going through multiple cattle gates down muddy dirt roads. Like they were tripping. It was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, it, we didn't get too weird, but we had a great time, man. We just had an awesome fire, man, and uh, played a bunch of songs and went for a little hike the next day. Climbed a couple mountains. How 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 does a dude from New York New York end up like you in Arizona, man? Because I don't know, you've always kind of had a I don't know, like a desert vibe, and I, you were from New York though, right? Yeah, yeah, upstate for sure. Yeah, there's no desert upstate, dude. Not that I know of. Uh, well, you know, lots of rural land, so it's kind of uh, the same. Were you uh, when you lived in upstate New York? Were you just like a wigger? You can you can tell me. You can tell me. I don't know what a wigger. <laughs> to find a wigger. <laughs> like a it's like a white kid that likes rap. <laughs> just angry white kid that like likes rap. Definitely not. I wasn't a wigger. Okay. Cut you boy, man. <laughs> did the same thing I did there that I'm doing here, you know, just lots feel- of hikes, just lots of exploring, ventures, camping, you know. <laughs> That's cool, man. It kind of, it kind of like, yeah, it's kind of the same vibe, you know, almost. I mean, Tucson, small city, but like you can get out outside of the city in 20 minutes. You can be 
the east, the west, the north side. Like, you know, it's small enough where once you get out past the city, you're, you're golden, you know? Yeah. Are you your parents, is your family in upstate New York still? Yeah, they still are. Yeah. Go back there a lot? No, it's been, uh, when I, you know, when I was getting flown around, you know, and I'd get out to New York on a trip or something or perhaps go skate day or something, I'd extend my trip and go visit the family. But, um, ah, the funds have been tight. It's been kind of, kind of rough trying to get out there. So it's been like two years since I've been out there, but I'm kind of shoot for this summer. I'd like to go up there and just, uh, go revisit the, the st- old stomping grounds, man. You know? Hell yeah, hell yeah! It's good for the soul. What was it? What was it like growing up in upstate New York, man? Oh, it was good. It was awesome, man. I'm. I had uh, a couple good friends that lived down the street, and uh, I mean, luckily I had those, you know, with my good friends because like, we we were in the mix, you know, without cars for a while. So I mean, for a lot of it, and we just uh, he lived about two miles, three miles down the street. We meet up, either ride bikes, and just go hang out, go swimming in the river, you know, we have rivers floating by our houses, and uh, waterfalls, and uh, I don't know, it's good. It sounds beautiful. I've been to upstate, I've driven through, but I never really, like, got to kick it there, but I know it's beautiful, man. Yeah, it, it was, man, it really was. And skating, it was it was a little um, challenging for skating, you know? I mean, we had, like, the, the small town where I went to school, um, but it was limited, you know, and especially where we were, like we're out in the mix. We had, we did have a, um, the elementary school I attended and we used to go, we used to go there and just, uh, I don't, you know, I guess it wasn't that challenging because back then, you know, if you had a curb, you were stoked, you know, that's all you needed <laughs> was a curb or you could find yeah. something around the back. You could like drag out to the parking lot and just like we piece did. of wood. We did. We did, man. It was crazy. Like, you know, those stories, Oh, I used to like, you know, March five miles to school in the snow, like you know, you, your grandparents used to tell you or something. But uh, <laughs> we used to kind of do that. I mean, skating wise, we used to go out in like I don't know, twenty degree, fifteen degree weather, and like ride our bikes five miles, like bundled up, full face masks, probably goggles, you know, ride out there freezing. Like get out to the school, we shovel a little spot. Um. Or just have this one little spot that was barely covered and just skate. We'd be warmed up. We'd take off, you know, our layers. We'd be smoky. You know, you know that. You know that one. I miss that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Kids, <laughs> Five are, elements. Kids are still doing that, man. I'm yeah, sure. I look at Instagram from some of the kids around here, and it was like literally, it was literally three degrees out yesterday, and I seen Instagrams of kids like finally skating outside i'm like you're fucking crazy <laughs> if, you, if you can get past that warm-up man you're good you can divide the elements you can you can beat it you can become somebody you could do it you know you start smoking you take off your shirt you're smoking you're like Shh, ice out <laughs> like just don't stop you know or just have a change of clothes to put on when you when you're going home or something you ice up yeah it's that first 20 minutes if you can get past the first 20 minutes and you break a little sweat you'll end up in your boxer skating and it would be snowing yeah and don't slam in that first 20 minutes because it's gonna hurt it'll it'll (laughs) hurt but it'll also just change your mind real quick like what the (laughs) fuck am i doing (laughs) that's cool man Were, were um were your parents always supportive of you skating yeah they were man they really were that's sick yeah yeah, my mom used to be like, you know, let me uh, obviously go out of her way because she used to work pretty far from where we lived, and then just like pretty big circle. I mean, at least 
30 minutes out of the way and so I could stay after school and skate the town a little bit and hang out and then she used to pick me up and then I can go home and so she was she was down you know that's, oh, that's of course funny. like you know if me and my buddies need a ride like she'd be down take us somewhere it seems yeah, I noticed in like a lot of small towns especially back in the day like when I when I was younger too it was like um they had like a skateboarding had like that stigmata kind of like troublemakers or whatever your parents never had that like preconceived notion right no i don't think no i don't think so man they're just like i was into involved in something and i always was you know before skating was like you know i was really into bikes and i think as long as i had like some kind of passion and they knew i was like driven then no worries you know that's and, awesome. uh, yeah my dad likewise you know like when i go visit him because he lived like two hours away like I remember he built a, you know, built a nice launch ramp for me, you know, so, you know, bought my first board, or my second real, not my first board, my mom bought my first board at, like, uh, Atlantic City on a toy shop, you know, <laughs> like a real janky one. Do you remember the graphic? Uh, you know, it wasn't the Bruce Lee, it wasn't one of those, it was kind of, it was a really generic, like, it was almost like a just yellow and red kind of retro type deal, and, uh. Yeah, it was crazy. I had my like super high top uh, Converse and stuff skating down the the uh, boardwalk. Sick. <laughs> but then I, you know, then my dad, a couple years later, like a year or two later, Christmas got me the real deal, you know. So. Well, do you remember that one? It was. Oh yeah, for sure. You can check it. My it's on my Instagram. I had like a you know a one ten uh, camera shot of it. You know. Uh, Sick. It was a uh, Jeff Grasso. Um, enjoy Jeff Grasso with the like Coca Cola stripe. It was purple. It said Indies, of course. <laughs> um, I want to say I had Swiss even back then, and then some of the SS radials, like Schmidt stick radials, which had like this aluminum hub in them where the bearings would slip out and in <laughs> real nice. But yeah, it was a good ride and some like rip grip, you know, all that good <laughs> stuff. I had to have rip grip because I was really attracted to the Ali Airwalk. That was like one of my first tricks I ever learned. So I had to have that nose rip grip up on top so I could, so I can grip it. What and rip. Well, I'm kind of guessing what it is, but what's rip grip? It's just extra grip tape or something? No, it goes on. The, <laughs> I don't know. Is you it on the know. bottom? Yeah, right, right. Uh, it goes on the bottom oh. and uh, it's just kind of like a spongy, like um, some spongy stuff. You know, uh, not as coarse as grip tape, but, like, it's there so you can grab, you know. Why is it not around anymore? Just wasn't, it was just worked for then and not anymore? You know, I guess no slides weren't that hot back in the day, oh. so, yeah, you know. <laughs> Sick. Throw at the window. How did you, uh, so you're in upstate New York, your parents are down for your skating. How did you find out about skating? Like, how did you even get into it? Um, well, I remember we were doing this. It's pretty, it's a pretty rad story, man. Uh, I mean, I think so. It was, it was pretty cool. I enjoy the first, I enjoy anyone's skate story. However, someone found skateboarding is always rad to me. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I mean, we were doing this, I was involved in like this youth group and we we're doing, um, a 24 hour fast in, in town. Uh, Port Jervis is where I grew up. So, um, there's a church that a basement, you know, like a whole recreation kind of area. And we had to do this 24 hour fast for this, uh, this kid that had, um, 
something. Uh, measles. No. Let's just say it was. Or something, you know, like it was something really serious, you oh, know. Sorry. And family. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it was something really serious, but it was it was an awesome cause, you know. So we were did like a twenty four hour fast, and like I remember, um, I don't know, it was like seven o'clock at night. We went across the street, and there was like this little park sidewalk. Me and my buddy are sitting down, just kind of enjoying the park, man. Like two old men on the bench, you know, just hanging out, talking about stuff. <laughs> and serious, oh, yeah, so we hear this, this click, 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 click. It's all these cats like rolling up with the lawn trip on the front of the board, you know, like animal chin style, right? Hey. And they roll up and they like throw the, you know, like put the lawn trap right in front of us, basically. Like that's the spot, you know, enough runway to get speed for it. And that's their spot. It's not the first time they did it, you know. And they just started going at it. Yes. You know, like methods, judos. Oh, man, it was insane. We're just like, jaws are dropped, you know. We're just both in awe. Fuck, and, I can't uh, even imagine. What's so rad is they were just so cool, you know. They saw our interest. They saw our, like, uh, you know, they said, what's up? First of all, they were friendly, which is awesome, you know, because you got to appreciate the uh, camaraderie and, you know, the friendliness and that's how skateboarding uh, spreads like um i'm I'm huge on that susk like nowadays whenever i see little kids or people in general i say hi to all of them and i make sure everyone communicates because that's how skateboarding spreads is if you if if you are you and you're doing awesome stale fishes and you see someone like and you say hi to them they're gonna be like that dude's so cool i want to yeah. i want to skate more or whatever it just makes it a friendly atmosphere man that's cool that that was your first interaction oh yeah it was awesome but you've always been like that shitler Thanks. Buddy. I mean, we've we've learned from the best, right? Rodriguez, right? I mean, remember skinning the city with him? It's just like, oh yo, see some skaters like three blocks away. Like, come on, yo, we're into the spot. You know, he's the mayor, dude. He's like walking around, hey, you know. But uh, did you did you actually talk that's to? Why this? We all gravitated toward each other. You know what I'm saying? Because we all had the same same feel. You know. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, so that was the first experience. You know, that was it. Like that, we were blown away, and they were like. Before they left, uh, they were just like, yeah, you guys should get some boards, you know, start skating. We're like, done deal, you know, like, <laughs> we're doing this. How old were you How old were you then? Uh, I was probably 15 or 16, so it was it was like 87, 88. So I started really skating in 88, so it had to be like maybe late 87. But, um, you know, a couple of these cats, like, they were my mentors, and, like, they were older kids, like, three years older. But, you know, as when I started skating, they, they would take – me and my buddy, you know, took us under the wing and showed us the ropes, man. It was mad cool. And I'm still in touch with, you know, a uh, couple of them today, you know, so it's pretty rad. That's fucking awesome. That's like, that's really cool because you can go to them and be like, look, man, like they probably see what you've done with skating and how far you've taken it and traveling and everything. And, they, and you can be like, thank you right to the people, you know? Oh, totally. I think I've mentioned it in interviews, you know, like. I hope I did. Well, <laughs> you know, just like, on my podcast. Word up, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gratitude is there for sure, man. I mean, How damn, that was it. So when you seen these dudes killing it, and I, I think that's amazing because the first time I saw someone skate, I didn't even know you could do ollies. Like I was just like was some little ghetto kid that didn't know anything about skating. It wasn't really on TV then, and like I saw a kid do a kickflip before I even saw an ollie, and I was like, holy! My friend Dale, I was like, holy shit, you can do stuff on that thing. Like you don't just ride around in your butt, you know. But I, if you showed up with a ramp and started doing judos and stuff, my head would have exploded, man, for oh, sure. I tell you, man, our jaws would drop on the floor, man, like this. 
You can see that on the podcast. <laughs> There's no video, but Susky's yeah. opening his yeah. mouth provocatively for people <laughs> listening. <laughs> so how do you? So you go from that, getting sights, getting aboard. Obviously, you just start fucking shrouping the town. I'm guessing. Uh, so you know what? It took me a little bit because I didn't want to just. I wanted to uh, have something on my belt before I went out into the you know the wild. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought, you know, like it was, I mean, as cool as they were, it was still probably a little intimidating, you know, at that, that time. So I sat, you know, especially in the winter time. It was probably winter, so we'll get the board, you know, winter time, so you're not going out that much. So um, basement sessions on a on a rug, you know, Ollie Airwalks, Have Ollie Saran Wraps, um, Ollie's, <laughs> pretty much. I did the carpet, yeah. too. That's how I did it. Did you learn to Ollie on the carpet? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's yep. very east, Co- very east coast of you, Soski. <laughs> how do how do you end up getting in? How did you end up getting introduced into like the industry skateboarding, like uh, sponsorship side of things, like that world? Like learn about magazines, videos. Like, what, what was the introduction to that? Um, personally, as far as like when I was got hooked up or just my like um just like uh, i'm speaking like when was like because when i first found skating or my friend like my friend dale showed me that tricks and stuff like i still didn't know there was a whole world of magazines videos people that like made a career off of it and that were like like none of that i didn't know pro shoes pro boards i just knew i was like whoa like what was your introduction to that world oh so you know we saw these guys so we got psyched and then we had another jam at the church you know probably another fast or something or something else and uh, we got our hands on a video, man. It was Sick Boys. Have you ever seen that one? No, no. It's re-released. I actually bought it because it's it was one of the it's the first video I ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Sick Boys, and it's it's pretty raw. You know, like I don't know, especially I'm downstairs, and you know, like with a youth group at the church. You know, I mean the the adults are kind of doing their own thing, and the kids are hanging out. But we have a VCR, and we put it in, man. We're watching. We're like we're blown away but there's like you know it's just kind of like uh you know put your hand in fire and they have like the coping on fire and they're doing laybacks and then like i think it was like mickey ray's does a like a wall ride uh rail slide on a ledge and it's like you gotta have and there's like this narration in the background going you gotta have big balls to do this and he like grabs his nuts and shit. <laughs> at church <laughs> at church school <laughs> <laughs> yes the, Jim Thibault, uh, Jim Thibault listens to the podcast. So maybe he'll share this with Mickey. <laughs> That's too funny, dude. <laughs> Have you ever told him that? No. Oh, uh, man. Uh, then I'm going to personally send him the podcast and tell uh, him to listen. <laughs> yeah, no, it was wild, man. It was wild. So that was like, you know, the big introduction, like, wow, this is what you can do, you know? I mean, we already <laughs> got a pretty detailed, like, you know, these dudes are like on the killing it on the uh, lawn trap, you know? And that was pretty significant. But then... The video where they had pools and you had fire, uh, coping on fire. And, and That's just, what you can do. You can light stuff on fire and grab your balls. And skate it too. Yeah, yeah. Sold. <laughs> yeah, little kid, dude. That's definitely epic. That's definitely uh, definitely get you hooked. So so you go on um, from all right. So you leave church and you're like, you know what? Not the life for me. Time to time to get crazy. <laughs> a little bit you know yeah i wanted some of that did you um so just like everything you know like it was there's so much possibility like all of a sudden like not that it wasn't 
anything to do in the town, but it seemed like a pretty damn good thing to do. Like, we had curbs. We had benches. We had some bumps, you know? So it all made sense. It's like, yeah, you know, let's do this. That's awesome, man. So did you, how'd you get into getting sponsored? Like, because obviously, did you go on just skating, getting better and better, and then just what made you think you could get sponsored, or what made you want to pursue that avenue? Uh, you know, I had this, um, after a while, you know, I started befriending a lot of the good skaters in town and stuff, and I started to progress pretty good myself, and, you know, started skating with them a lot. And uh, my good friend Frank, Nadiello, um He's really driven. He had uh, a lot of friends in the city, you know. He already had that kind of connection there. And we were still young, you know. But um, he was really driven, you know. He, he's the one that had the video camera and this and that. And, I mean, I was just going along for the ride, to tell you the truth, man. I didn't didn't really care, you know. As long as I was skating, I was cool. I wasn't really looking for sponsorship. Cheap products, sick, you know. Awesome. Yeah. But um, I think he really, like kind of pushed me and got me involved in in that you know he he actually you know drive me to the city with him you know and we'd go skate the city like you know because of him like that was my introduction to new york city you know and that was that was huge and and just meeting all all those city cats you know there and seeing what it's all about I'm like wow you know and the next thing you know you know you're kind of getting deals on products you know because you're hanging out with the right people and you're skating well and I think one of the first times I got a good deal is like went to a Hoboken or something. There's this company called Nimbus. One sec. Yep. Dash. Dash. We'll put you inside. Get that beast under control, Susky, you son yeah. of a bitch. No. <laughs> but uh hey, let me let me just put him inside. So you're saying I'll just talk shit about you. <laughs> this one time I've told it on the podcast before, um we were in China maybe or Japan. I'm not sure where we were. But Susky came into the room at like 3, 4 in the morning. And I was sleeping, but I heard him walk in, so I just pretended like I was sleeping. He was so wasted. The dude walks in, and the bed is like a foot from the wall. And Susky comes in slobberly drunk. And I'm just pretending like I'm sleeping in my bed. And I just watch, I watch Susky walk over to his bed. He walks in the gap between the bed and the wall, which is like a foot, foot and a half. And he's just like moaning and stuff because he's just really wasted. And uh, he turns and he walks directly into the wall, head first, smashes his face off the wall, and luckily falls directly back onto the bed and just moans as loud as possible. Just and I, and I'm laying here and I'm like laughing to myself, trying not to be loud so he would know that I was awake. And uh, then the next morning I woke up. No blankets on him, still in his clothes, same exact p- position that he knocked himself out in on the bed. Did yeah, I ever say that, Susk? I, you know, oddly enough, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I've told it on my podcast, I know at least twice. <laughs> but you just came in one night, wasted, and you, it was, I think it was China, I think it was China, and you were just like, just full, like, uh, just staggered in and just knocked yourself out. <laughs> You, okay, well, first of all, I've never been to China. So. Japan, it was Japan then. It had to be Japan then. Did we go yeah. with Fibro, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's 
So you did talk shit when I was away from my dog in the house, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the only person I've ever seen knock themselves out with like like a you just walked into a wall and then just passed out and you were fine. Next morning you woke up, same position, chilling. Yeah, I guess I had a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where where were we at? You so you're in um, the city, you're meeting people, making connections. Making connections, yeah. So, you know, I mean just I remember that first time, like I got a good deal on boards. I bought like I don't know, like eight boards. It was like this company out of um New Jersey, Nimbus, and uh this guy Charlie was um running the company and uh we just went and I, I remember coming home like twenty boards because, you know, we we got them for super cheap. So we'd come home, you know, we'd have a stash for ourselves, we'd spread the love to the other homies in town, you know, so You were a hero then. Uh, I would be so hot, like holy shit. Well, Charlie was the hero, <laughs> really. He's the man, then. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was sick, you know, cheap product. Like, wow, you know, because it was, it's hard, you know. As, uh, you know, we didn't, I didn't grow up, my mom didn't grow up, like, uh, not my mom didn't grow up. My mom didn't have a lot of money, you know, so, you know, it's not every, couldn't get boards all the time every time I needed one. Yeah. I had to get a job at 16. Like, my mom was like, you know, I can't really afford it if you want to, like, Support yourself a little, you know, that'd be great. So <laughs> she's like, "Hey, Susk, uh, maybe you can kick it in a little bit, man." Sitting there working. Where's the, where's, yeah. the, where's your father and all this? Uh, he's uh, my mom and dad are separated, so he's yeah, a couple hours away. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, but you chose but, to live with your mom. Yeah, I mean, this is how it worked out. Well, moms usually have the you know, the right, right? Yeah, they, usually it was. Yeah, it was wild. I'm so glad I did because where I grew up is awesome. But um, we're we're uh, um, getting off off track here a little sorry, bit. Sorry. No, I mean we can go back to that. I mean I, I would talk. We're about upstate uh, for two hours, man. If you want, <laughs> but uh, it kind of it kind of we'll, we'll go back to that. But you know, so just those connections of getting cheap product, and then um, you know, the more and more going back to the city, and then just uh, skating with um talented people and uh eventually uh was the first one was um tri-state brooklyn boards it was like uh brooklyn boards and then a sister company tri-state trip out on this though you can't see it but i have uh, i re rediscovered sweatpants from freaking 20 years ago wow <laughs> oh, you see it there you yeah, go yeah i do i do damn that's sick yeah, yeah, and I have Brooklyn boards and ones in there too, but uh, the string fell out of the waist, so like they they kind of sag a little too much. But uh, so um, my friend Rich Hotel and Jamie Story, like that that was the crew, you know, like I used to hang out with them a lot. They were also like um, somewhat from around there, Jersey and other surrounding areas, you know. And who did you uh, say you said Jamie Story and who did you say before that? Rich Hotel. Rich. Yeah. Okay. Do you know him. I know yeah, Jamie's story, but I don't know Rich. I know of Jamie's story. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, they were they were awesome, man. They were so good, and uh, Rich did a lot of the graphics and stuff for Brooklyn Boards and Tri-State, and uh, yeah, and um, Dan Zimmer started it, you know, um, and they just put me on, man, you know, and started fl- flowing me stuff. Um, I want to say. Yeah, that was the first for sure. Yeah, must have been a trip to get some free product though. I'm that was insane, you know. Yeah. yeah, and then I moved out here, and you know, I started getting stuff sent out here. But 
it worked out. You know, I'd go back, I'd do the snowbird thing, which is like six months here and six months back in the city, and then go on little upstate tours and stuff like that. Um, one of my first trips to Europe was with Brooklyn Boards, which is insane. Yeah, that's epic. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I came in 98, maybe. How did that How did that work out? How do you end up, Brooklyn Boards was pretty, it was like a smaller brand, no? It was, it was, but um, I don't know, man. They uh, They just did it you know it was during like the when the world cups were going on and stuff and we just wanted to go out there we didn't participate in the contest but we just wanted to go and just kind of be around and skate some street and parks and whatnot but uh that was a that was a crazy one i was like super excited you know i mean it was funny because you know i had a class trip to go to like my mom bought me a class trip to go to italy and greece for a senior trip and she goes son you know uh, i don't know when you're gonna be able to travel i don't know if how you know if you'll be able to travel again, you know, I want to get you out there and like, you know, see the world a little bit. Cause I never, I really never have. And I want you to have the opportunity. <laughs> so rad. So rad. And yeah, it was, it was the best, you know, such a supportive mom. And, uh, you know, seven years later, I'm like traveling the world, like all over the place, you know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> we still crack up stuff. If she only knew she could have bought herself a nice car. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so back to the first trip to Europe, though, a skate trip was insane. You know, it's like no chaperones. It's all us, you know, like, you know, the whole different beast. Um, it was funny. I was staying in Brooklyn at the time and uh, Sunset Park at Ryan Hickey's house because that used to be like a skate house that he had, you know, with Justin Pierce and Rich and Jamie and, and like a bunch of people. And uh, I remember like going to Europe, man, and like packing bags, you know, everybody's like, scuttling because we're kind of late or you know we have to get there on time and we all hop in the cab we get there and uh get to the airport you know it's always a mission you know how the mission is especially the cab or whatever like you don't know traffic whatever i don't know what time of day it was get there the airport about to check in he's like you guys got your passports and everybody's like check 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 i'm like oh shit dude amateur amateur (laughs) move right there right so i have to like Luckily, I have enough time. Like, oh, or not really have enough time, but I'm, I'm, pr- time is pressed. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be right back. I guess you know, I took cab all the way back to Sunset Park. Wow. And um, we get like so close, but there's mad traffic, and we're like five blocks away. You know, luckily I don't want my shit. I left my stuff at the airport, you know, so I could be a little faster. And uh, somehow. I don't know how it happened, man, but the cabbie locked locked me in the back somehow and couldn't get me out. Of the cab? Yeah, somehow. Like, And there was those <laughs> windows where, you know, you could barely, like, you know, you give the money and that's it. Like, you could run through. And, oh, no, he got out maybe in the back to get the trunk. And then he locked the, He put the – that's right. And the keys were in the front or something. He, he locked himself out. And he, oh, man. And I couldn't open the back for some reason. I don't know. It was so weird. <laughs> And I had to, like, squeeze my arm and, like, get the keys out of the ignition or some shit. I don't know. It was some really, like, really bad situation. I was like, you got to be kidding. This is happening right now, you know? Finally this get was, out. This was after you already grabbed your passport? No, this is before. So I'm still uh, about to go to the house, you know? When it rains, it pours, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So I ran, booked it, you know? Like, shh, the sprint. Oh, at the house, grab my passport, get a cab, boom. Reach there and, like, 
nick of time, man. And uh, I made it, man. It was like a month trip in Europe, and it was pretty badass. Damn, your life could have been so different if that cabbie couldn't figure out how to get his cab open. Oh, totally, man. Totally. <laughs> That's sick, man. So just skateboarding with the homies, running wild, setting coping on fire, doing air walks? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, we did. <laughs> you, you know it. <laughs> Steve, Steve Rodriguez. That was good. Uh, Steve Rodriguez wanted me to ask you about Brooklyn board so I'm glad we got into that he was the one who, he brought that one up on yeah 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 right right yeah it was it was a great moment man. Uh, Jay Maldonado was on that you know like it was a tight crew it was awesome man and we did tours upstate and like this is the introduction to everything you know like the introduction to demos like all that shit you know and uh yeah it was it was it was awesome man and showed me a lot you know yeah that's amazing man um that's cool that skateboarders came together and just did that. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what we're doing with all I need. It's just like, if we don't do it, it's not going to happen. Let's make this shit happen. You know what I mean? I feel like skating at that time, what was the state of the industry at that time? Was it kind of like what it is now where skateboarders are just kind of doing themselves or? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a do yourself kind of era for sure. I mean, it was, uh, mid to late 90s so it was kind of like it was coming out it was actually picking up you know because it, it was coming out of that early 90s mid 90s kind of crisis with the super baggy jeans and small wheels you know yeah crisis <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was fun man either way you look at it but it was it was a crazy time but it was it was on the uprise for sure so so uh, from, from brooklyn boards uh from your introduction with brooklyn boards to um where do you go from there um Let's see, I was out here, and, uh, you know, I was trying to remember his name. I feel so bad, because it was awesome for him to used to give me a call, you know. Um, but he was a team manager for, for uh, New Deal. And I was on that for a couple months. Like, I mean, it was just like a short spell, but I was like, you know, like, because Brooklyn Board's kind of like just uh, faded out, unfortunately. Uh, it was a good run. It was fun, man, a lot of experiences, but, like, it just... You know, just uh, faded out for whatever reason. Yeah, and, um, they do. Yeah, New Deal just kind of uh, started sending me some packages and stuff, and I was hyped, you know, like solid wood. Um, was it at a giant, right? Yeah. Probably, probably still is. I don't know. This is like when I, I don't I don't know how long New Deal had been around, but uh, when I first started skating, that was like one of the first brands I heard about was New right. the, the New Deal. But right. sure, it was around before I start. But it was after Ed Templeton stuff. It was like it was like right before a seven year glitch kind of deal. I think I remember that video. A year or two, you know. Yeah. But um. So yeah, I think did, that, what, sorry to cut you off, but why did uh, you yeah. why did you end up going to Arizona? Just weather, man. <laughs> yeah. But you did, know, was I, someone out there, or did you just like point to a map and go, "I'm going to the desert"? No, I'm sorry. I had a friend that had an Anna here, so one. One family member, pretty much, you know, here, and that was our that was our deal. And we heard it was cheap. Sick. We knew we knew it was warm. We figured the desert would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like we're supposed to drive a VW bus out. My buddy's VW bus. We were waiting for him to graduate because he was a year behind us. I went to college. My buddy went to like, um, you know, he worked or whatever. And then um, we're supposed to drive his VW bus out, and it caught on fire like a couple weeks before. <laughs> So we ended up taking the Greyhound out, like, yeah, Greyhound, three days in the Greyhound, and with our bag, you know, pack back, uh, pack backs, backpacks, and our boards, and that was it, man. You got out here. 
You were ready. You were ready because you already did Europe, so that was just training for the the Greyhound. That's right, yeah. Um, No, the Greyhound's freaking rough, man. (laughs) I've gone across country on the Greyhound like at least three or four times, man. You're brave. Yeah, it's a culture. It's an interesting culture, and I put my time in, and I, you know, (laughs) I did it. You're a local on the Greyhound scene. (laughs) You get so. You get out to Arizona and you're just shredding and you wait. Yeah. Why did you get to what? What did you go to school for? Uh, nothing really. I mean, I was just taking general courses, you know, just trying to like, just just dabbling. My mom was like, probably should give it a shot, you know. Yeah. And I went up there and just my head wasn't really in it, you know. I mean, I passed, but I just didn't have the passion. Well, unfortunately, you know, I wish I did, but things worked out, you know. I was just. I went up there, of course. There's a rad skate scene, and I met Ben Wall, right? Yeah, hell yeah. You know, and uh, just a bunch of other cats, and we had a great, great time. I mean, that, that one year, that two, those two semesters were. It seemed like it seemed like four years. Like we did a lot, you know, a lot of skating. You know, it was super fun. But um, yeah, you know, I made out to AZ, spent a month or so, like my friend's aunt's house. She was kind enough to have our, you know bunch of dirty three dirty skate rats there you know and uh we just hustled man we all got jobs real quick we got a like one bedroom like uh it was basically a, a small garage renovated into a uh, one bedroom and we uh hooked up the one bedroom into like we divided the bedroom with cardboard boxes into three stalls sick cubicle and, yeah cubicles basically yeah on the floor no beds just like straight up sleeping bags or whatever you could find or where we had and yeah that was it man there's dude there was one time there was like 12 people staying in that place like just oh, bodies on top of bodies you know because we'd have people come from new york come visit check it out oh you guys did this you know let's we're coming out to visit or whatever and then of course the people that we befriended around town if they need you know they needed a spot or something and it was a fun time, man. That's awesome, man. So, yeah. so you get out to Arizona, Brooklyn boards kind of faded to the wayside. Um, what, what was your goals then? Were you like, I want to try to get hooked up so I can get some free product again and get it rolling again, or? Chiller, I never, I never pursued it, man. I never. It was like, oh, was that- I, I need like making phone calls or trying to get it like. Things were just kind of it. Just, they just came, you know. I got the phone calls or whatever. I feel like that's the right way to do it. So that's awesome. I was happy, man. I was happy skating, you know. And if I had enough money to buy some boards, like you know, sick. Like that's that's what it. That's what I wanted to do, you know. Just be around my friends and go have a good time and some positive vibes, you know. I mean, I was curious about like you know. Obviously, I had the taste of it in Brooklyn Boards, so I was, you know, like I wanted to keep it going. I'm sure, but I mean, I wasn't really trying that hard, you know. I wasn't sitting there trying to like film a part to like, you know, send the people. I definitely wasn't doing that, you know. I was just doing it for myself and whatever, you know. That's awesome, man. I, I can't help but think that way because when I was growing up, it was kind of like this, you know, my story. I just always needed, like, I didn't have enough to even barely survive so i was always like if i could get sponsored then i don't have to worry about shoes and boards and then i can like you know so that that's where my mind state is but it's rad to be in the position where you can just you just want to skate and you don't have to worry about that you know what i mean like that's awesome it's that's probably what took you so far you know yeah maybe yeah because even for me like with my attitude as a little kid like regardless of how good i am 
I'm just a pesky a, pe- a pesky little kid who like was trying really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, yeah. Which is a turnoff, and I understand that now. But back then, it was more like, okay, I just want to keep skating, so I got to try to get sponsored. Otherwise, you know, I'm just not gonna have skateboards, you know. But look, right, right. lots of friends ho- hooked it up. So you you yeah. met with New Deal in Arizona. That's where you met the connection. Uh, I got a phone call. Wow. You know, Must yeah. be nice. Must be nice. Right? <laughs> no, I was... you kidding me, dude? I was so, like, grateful. and like, wow, really? Like, no kidding? Like, they, were, they were with Giant when they called you? I think so, yeah. Uh, they, were, they were doing Blake, pretty damn good. Blake, I think, was... Yeah, Blake was the uh, team manager's name at the time. But then, like, a couple months later, he got... Um, they switched team managers to Dan Wolf. And then Dan uh-huh. kicked me off because he didn't know anything about me, you know? He kicked you off? Or, yeah, but I wasn't really on. I was kind of getting flowed, so it was like, I don't know. They're just restructuring. You know how things happen. You he get something like new, they restructure. He didn't like you. It's fine. Well, he didn't know me. And, he, didn't you like, know. he didn't like you, Susky. It was probably he's the like, beard you had when you Tucson, were... Well, he's going Tucson, Arizona. Like, where's <laughs> it, you know, like... You know, I want these guys from California that are in the spotlight, you know, like... Yeah, uh, he didn't know you. I, I, I get it. I'm just picking on you. I know. I don't think I really cared that much i was like oh well it was, good. It was a good run you know thanks can you i remember i was like cool man can you just send me one fat package like one more last like really good package and i'll be stoked that's awesome did they hook it up hell yeah he did good good sure. man good man. yeah and then i did good at tampa that year and he uh don't gloss over that please we're gonna go into that all right because but anyway was... He, he was he came and i don't know if he, he apologized or like Hey, I'm sorry, you know, like, I have to do that. It's like, you know, but... He's like, I'm well, sorry, I didn't know you had gap back tails like that. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake, man. <laughs> what happened, dude? Honestly, I was talking to someone about this, I think, on the last podcast. Maybe it was Andrew Cannon, or maybe it wasn't even on a podcast. I don't know anymore, because all I do is podcasts all the time now. But, um, <laughs> they were talking about that. They were talking about how you came to Tampa, and... At that time in skating, Chris Sen was, like, the only dude, like, gapping pyramids to, like, board slides and winning contests in Europe and stuff. And then they were saying how you came out to that Tampa and you were doing, like, gap back lip and gap, gap back tail. And you were, like, that was, like, above and beyond for that time in skating. Um, yeah, it was, like, the mega ramp or something back then. <laughs> <laughs> it was, dude. I remember seeing it in a video and just being, like, my mind was blown and I was just a little grom, you know? So... Well, so what happened with that? How'd you end up in Tampa? How'd you end up at the Tampa Am? Um, well, it was a couple years later, and, you know, the Fibro, all the Fibro uh, stuff started happening, you know? I'd go back to New York City. Well, then let's, let's start there. Let's start there. You, okay. Two deals done, and then the introduction into Fibro. I like that you have such a rich skate history. It's awesome. My daughter, my daughter let my dog out again, so I had to go. It's going to be two, two seconds. It's fine. I can talk shit again. Sing a song. Yeah. <laughs> Sing a song, okay. Um, happy birthday to you. Oh, I'm too embarrassed to even pretend like I can sing. God. Yeah, stop that. This is the podcast with the most interruptions. Uh, oh, is it? Sorry. No, it's fine. It's good. I like it because usually it's my dog doing it and I have to get up, but now it's <laughs> you. So I don't feel like the asshole. It's awesome. What do you got to drink there? The art of it. Oh, good, good uh, deal. Yo, it's uh, yeah, it's good. Um, white chocolate ale from Sonoran Brewing Company from Phoenix. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, it sounds sounds. I have, I have this place right across the street from my house. It's called it's called Plaza, and it's like a, 
it just has beers from all over the world. It's pretty pretty rad, you know. IPAs like just you can experiment. That's so, awesome. Yeah, we got. It's only not every time. It's just uh, treating myself once in a while into the to the to the finer things in life. <laughs> it's all right, man. I didn't think you were drunk. No need to come off defensive or anything. It's cool. You don't have to explain yourself, dude. <laughs> I'm just confirming it, like, you know, like <laughs> that story you told earlier. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we got a liquor store near me that's, uh, it's like a grocery store, and it has everything you can imagine and more, and me and my girl go in there and just, like, trip out on all the uh, micro-brews and everything, you know? It's so cool. What you got? What you got going on? Uh, what's up, sweetie? No, you have to keep him inside because he's barking. Is that all right? You want to shut off your light now? Go to sleep. Handle it, Sask. Oh, you know, yeah, I mean, let me, yeah. Hand- got some uh, daughter duty, so. Handle it. Good little edit. Yeah, get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're not editing shit. This is going to just stay live. We're keeping it rolling, baby. Um, while he's gone, I guess I can uh, tell another Susky story. Um, what do I got? What do I got? I got to dig deep in my bags. I've been riding with I've been riding on all these brands with Susky actually. He's getting into the fibro days right now and I uh that's where I started out as you guys know and just always looked up to him man. He's just like the older dude that had so much style and he was so friendly and just he has so much personality. Not to rub his nuts too much, but he's gone right now so I can do it. And uh I don't know, he's like I really look up to the dude a lot and it's sick to like be friends with him even, you know, decade or more later. It's a trip. Just a one of a kind dude that shreds and uh it's very cool. And yeah, I've actually been to Arizona and been to his house and uh hung out with him there, which and he showed me all the spots and just cool ass dude, man. I can't wait till he gets back so I can make fun of him some more some more. <laughs> I wanna shout out Filmbot Grip Tape too, man. This coffee mug the coffee club mug man i've been using it for every podcast really hyped on it and also i wanted to give a shout out to knock around um sunglasses they sent me an awesome package man they sent my girl some glasses they sent me like i don't know like 10 pairs like for me and the all i need crew and the glasses are so sick got these sick little tinted ones right here you can't see them but they make some cool stuff, man, and uh, their Instagram, at Knockaround, is really rad, and you should check it out. And the homie Greg from there, really cool dude, so if you're looking for some shades, they got the goods, man. All types of really rad stuff. And they, then I see they have a mascot, actually, for their brand, and it's a pig, which is pretty pretty out, outside the box, too, but I love it, man. Who else? Let's see. I just recently started skating for Anchor Hardware. Which is really cool, man. They did a Bill Danforth collab, which is really awesome. And they sent me a box with some sick t-shirts and hardware and all types of rad stuff. I really like their logos, man. They got the anchor and it's all hand-drawn and legit, man. Good stuff. And he's back. I'm back, my man. Sorry. No, no, no worries. What was the little one? She just wants you to put her back in bed? Oh, she couldn't find her water and... Yeah, other little things, want to say goodnight and stuff, you know. <laughs> the the routine, the the goodnight routine. You got to give her the kiss with the beard and tickler and all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to like pucker up, like so I don't poke her. <laughs> like, oh, it hurts. It hurts. My girl says that all the time. She's like, "Your beard, your beard." I'm like, "I don't have to yeah. tell you. I'm a man. That's what happens." Well, 
what you have right now is like it's super uh mine's all kind of like soft actually right now mom past that point but yeah you yeah yeah why don't you go try to kiss a dude like that you know <laughs> you see how it feels <laughs> i mean i never have bums okay yeah whatever man if you're an alcoholic dude who makes out with other dudes it's fine no big deal <laughs> we're revealing a lot about you on this podcast it's really getting intimate and it's cool oh the dirt the dirt <laughs> All right, so Fibro, let's get into it. So, um, yeah, Fibro happened, man, right? Yeah. Um, ben, Ben was Ben Wall was writing for Fibro, and he, uh, you know, just talked to Steve. He's like, yeah, you know, I was skating with Suski a bunch in Buffalo when he was up there, and da da, and you know, and I'm pretty sure that's, if my memory is correct, that's how I like, you know, met Steve through Ben, and you know, we started skating together, and you know. Steve, like, okay, let's go skate, you know? He's, and he's like, hey, I'm still like, uh, you know, I don't really know my way around the city. He's like five blocks ahead of me. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a typical Steve move, man. It's yeah, same yeah. shit. I'm, I get to the city, barely ever push around. Same thing, dude. He doesn't wait for nobody. You got to keep the fuck up. No, it's uh, cardio, you know? You keep your cardio up, man. <laughs> yeah. He's a man. He's a man. So, uh, yeah, man, you know, and that happened. I started skating with the crew and him and... And, uh, you know, the rest is history. We got put on, and then, you know, obviously the Tampa stuff started going off, and, you know, I'd go down there for that. And, uh, obviously, really good that one year. And how, how, do, you you remember, do you remember what you placed in the actual contest? Uh, third. Wow, that's amazing, third. dude. <laughs> I've dreamt of that. This uh, never happened for me. Well, but. It was, you know, it was like I got third and then one best trick. So wow. yeah, it wasn't that bad. No, that's a hell of a year. That's a hell yeah. of a day. And that was, I guess, that was the start of uh, you know. After that, the board, you know, I got the board, you know. So and after that, it was pro contest, and I did pretty good the, the next year too. I think I got ninth or something in the pro. Yeah. Hey. What, uh, before we before we go for, further, I want to get into the gap back tail. Is that what won the best trick? Yeah. What uh? What were you just... it was. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Say it, please. But uh, it was slightly unfair uh, because they, they they just there was so much support that everybody wanted to see it, and they 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 um exceeded time. Like they just put the timer on again and then again. And, uh, you know, people were done. They did their tricks. And I think it was me and Chris Cole, man. And Chris, Chris was, uh, trying to 360 flip the whole thing to flat. Oh, man. Flatty, right. Flatty, right? Yeah. And, uh, it was me and him just like up there, like trying to get our last ones in, you know? And, uh, it was, I don't know, um, it was intense. And I was seriously like, I mean, they gave us a lot of time. And it was this this time. This last try was seriously. It would have been the last try. It was getting to that point where it's like, okay, we have to cut it off. <laughs> like you know, you can't do this, dude. You know, like let's move on. You know, and uh, Chris landed his tray flip, Damn. right? And and then Mickey, right? Mickey again, dude. He threw me a beer up on top of the roll, and <laughs> he's like, "Drink that and do it." I didn't drink it. I wonder if I would have slammed it and did it. That would have been pretty awesome, but I didn't. I was like, you know, I'm going to save this for, uh, you know, the victory or the non-victory, whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, and right after Chris did his tray flip, man, I did that. And 
Yeah, it was pretty exciting, man. I'm, uh, Dude, you know, fuck, that's like, like I said, that's like a dream of mine, and you've lived it, and it never happened for me, so it's like to hear. <laughs> that's why I asked about it, because I wanted to hear it so I could live it a little bit. Should we do a little, like, um, should we, I don't know, rent out the place and get, like, get a bunch of people and just kind of, like, pretend? Uh, will you... Give you, the, give, you the sh- give you the shot? Will you replicate... <laughs> replicate? Will you replicate the same scenario where you just keep giving me more and more time until I yeah, get it? sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about skateboarding because it's not, like, a normal sport. It's like, dude, if this person is, like, going for it and that's, like, the limit right there and they're pushing it, it's like, fuck the time. Like, this is more important than a clock or a fucking contest. It's like, let the dude go till he can't walk. You know what I mean? And that's what makes it more epic. And, like, that's why probably why in that video, it's like a huge celebration, man. You land it. You shut the fucking place down. It was, Wah! Like, that's moments I've only dreamt of. I've never had that. Like, I've had rewarding, like, tricks that I've filmed and, like, you know what I mean? But never, like like throwing a touchdown and winning you know what i mean that's kind of what that was like like you had one of those moments and if one of us got it we all got it because now i'm living it i'm happy uh, <laughs> people arrived it was crazy it was crazy that they you know like everybody was like, dude somebody get you know i you know i won a grip of cash in the envelope right yeah but after i landed it somebody just runs up i don't know who it was because obviously i was in like this crazy euphoria you know but somebody just gave me like twenty bucks, you know, like out of the blue, and I was like, "All right, dude." Like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, hell yeah, thank you, man. I was, I don't know why you you take twenty bucks out of your pocket, but I guess uh, fuck, I don't know. Hard, hey, hard work pays off. Apparently, that's what they say. Well, that was awesome, man. Tampa rules, man, for that aspect. Exactly, like there's there's no rules. There's you know the time can go on. I mean, people are psyched. People are psyched. Yeah. It's very the spirit of skateboarding, and it's awesome that uh, I'm psyched that that was like your moment because that, like you said, that's where your pro board came into the scenario after that, right? Yeah, how exciting was that? You know, I was thrilled, man. How did that? How did uh, was it Steve R that broke the news to you about that, or how did that come? How did how did he how did he approach you about being a professional skateboarder? Uh, I really don't get to ask him, man. I'm kind of I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's kind of a blur. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just like it's time, you know. You did good, and like that was kind of like, it's kind of like the process, right? You yeah. Do good in Tampa, you, you move on, you know. Especially, Still, it pretty much, you know. Well, for you, that's the process. For me, it was like you got to skate Tampa like six, seven years, and then just kind of milk it a little bit, and then <laughs> I never got the first place. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, yeah, back to your achievements. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm so happy. Yeah. He makes you so bad, man. <laughs> That's so amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, I know, he probably just like, yeah, it's time. Let's do this, you know? What do you want for a graphic or whatever, you know? And right now, I'm spacing the first graph. Oh, no, I know what it was. It yeah, he's like, what do you want to do? And um, we went. We had a, you know, was that spring? Tampa Am is in, like, winter or whatever. De- December. We had a Europe. Uh, trip and I did a bunch of like sketches and like some stuff in my sketchbook and he's like oh we need a board you got any artwork or whatever I was like oh, I was doing all this you know collages and stuff from Europe and um, our boy uh, Dylan artist you know like he just kind of took different elements of where I was in AZ and upstate and the trains and like made this like pretty cool collage with like sunbeam yellow and white sunbeams and yeah that was the first board it was pretty rad i, I wish i had it i wish i was 
uh, prepared enough to, well, it's a podcast, you can't really see it, but to show you at least, you probably do remember it. I do, I do, I remember it, exactly. Yeah. I didn't know that was your first board, but I remember that one, because I, I, obviously I'm a fan. But yeah, I remember it. <laughs> I'm a fan of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, uh, man. So was that a trip, uh, just having your name on a board? Like, are you kidding me, man? Yeah, I was like sharing it with my mom, look, you know, like, I... Yeah, so my mom, ah, again, I wish I had this picture, but uh, my mom sent me a picture. I sent her a board, and she has a picture of, um, she's in her house, and she has a, the old use a skate, go to prison with Mark Gonzalez on it. You know that one? Yeah, yeah I've seen that. She's holding my board with my niece next to her, and like she sends me this photo that they took. You know, it's like, <laughs> sick, you know? It's old skate mom. So, so yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Um Kind of getting into the. I want to talk about fibro a little more, man. How how long were you on fibro for? Let's see, like it was ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand, somewhere around there to oh five or something. Five years, four years, five years. This is where our our paths inter intersect a little bit, right? Because oh, uh, I got on fibro completely where our paths intersect. Yeah. Um. So I mean, early two thousands when you know you came to the picture. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I want to say like five, six years, give or take a year. That's awesome, man. Um, so then we ended up on Birdhouse, basically. That's how that worked out. It's crazy to think that it went from Fibro to Birdhouse. To me, it's just kind of like the timeline doesn't seem right, but it is. That's how. It yeah. And then we got to travel with with Tony Hawk, which is pretty. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. <laughs> and we that did that. Bad. Yeah, that was so rad, man. I I, I want to. How did you end up on Volcom in America? Well, maybe start with Vol, whichever came first. I thought you want to talk about Fibor more. Well, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I'm down, dude. Because <laughs> I'm really psyched on Steve, and I feel like Fibro has pay, paved the a lot of East Coast people's careers. You know, like he's turned a lot of people pro, man, from the East Coast. I don't know who else has done more than Steve. You know. All right. Oh yeah, no doubt. Let's plug it. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, we get we got story. We got so many stories. I mean, shit, man. I mean, uh, what about times? I was just about this the other day? What about you know our upstate tours? Oh so man, fun, right? <laughs> but like Watertown, like going to a small town where uh, you know that's bordering the Canadian border, doesn't have a skate shop, and they have a pirate festival, and we go there every year. It's to do tricks for people that are uh, dressed up as pirates and they hang out freaking pirate dogs or whatever. <laughs> they were so raw, man, and we just sleep on floors or wherever, and it was just like chaos. But everyone had such a good attitude on all those trips. You know what I mean? Everyone wanted to be there, and everyone liked each other, and that's what was yeah. like so sick. It was so raw and just like very independent, you know? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And plus, I mean, we're young. I mean... As a skateboarder, you really—I mean, you should—you should come from the ground up, right? And start from scratch. It's—it's it's almost sad that you'd get—you know—go on tour and be put up in a five-star hotel or something. Or in that case, you know, like it's always good to get in the grit and, you know, I mean, you know, some of the hotels. I have a picture of a hotel. I was going through pictures like a couple months ago and the five road trip and the the shower is just like. All the faucets and stuff, they're all duct taped together and the, you know, like it's just, there's plastic over stuff and there's like one stream of water coming out and it's all rusty or something, you know, like, 
<laughs> Whatever, man. Like after a hard day of skating, just splash a little bit of water on your balls and keep it moving. Yeah, keep it moving, <laughs> man. Hopefully the next, hopefully the next stop's better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how it was. Some of those tours, you're like, oh, that one was that was so fun, but man, I hope there's warm water or something. Yeah. I think so really the least of our worries, right? I mean, I didn't really care, and we, I, so I think we're all so easygoing, you know, and I think a lot of skateboarders, most of them, like, especially that go through that, I mean, are, you know, they, they, they learn to be lenient and easygoing and just kind of go with the flow. And, you know, obviously if you're just skating and going new places, you're stoked. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. it still happens, you know, like find somebody, sleep on a floor, you know, I mean, most of them, you know, I, I owe so much to, to so many people that, for my success, you know, not only people that hook me up, but like, I mean, just my close friends of staying in the city. Like when I go back to the city for six months, you know, like I need a place to stay and I couch surf, man, you know, uh, Maldonado, Perry, like, you know, uh, Rich, um, Steve, Nardelli, Barnes, like Dobbin Street, like all these cats, you know, like just open arms, you know, yeah. here you go. Here's some floor space, you know, true skateboarders, um, true skateboarders. Uh, it's awesome. I'm, I'm Luck, I mean, and I think they got the gist that I'm not an asshole, so, like, I was <laughs> probably welcome, you know, I'm, like, fun to hang out with, sort of, I no, clean the house, the dishes, you know, yeah, I was just house guests, say, you know? I was just going to say, for as long as I'd known you, it's something that I picked up from you, was watching you have manners, like, whenever we'd stay somewhere, you'd always do the dishes, or say please and thank you, and you'd be conscious to put all your stuff in one area, and not, like, just, you know what I mean, because I was a little kid, you know? And uh, yeah. I had no rules and no 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 adults or no real in, until you know, but so I always watch that. Did you say you were pesky. You were pesky. Yeah, pesky, <laughs> very pesky little kid, scrappy little motherfucker. But uh, but I remember that that like influenced me. I I still think of that um when I'm at people's houses like and I stay over like we just went to California and that I literally washed the dishes, but only because I seen you do it. Yeah. Uh, so. so <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's a nice thing. Pay it forward, do. right? Pay it forward, my man. You know, like, I mean, it's the least you could do. Shit, man. Somebody gives you uh, some housing, like, shit, man. Hook it up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to. It's hard as a little kid to have <laughs> that type of appreciation. Where, where'd that come from? Is that from your mom? Uh, it's totally my mom. My mom's such a sweetheart. You know, like, yeah, she'd that's always right. be doing that. That's her. That's her. Still, she came here last month. You know, she's like. Doing the dishes, you know, like I'd cook, she did the dishes, you know, or, you know, Thanksgiving, we had a, like 20 people over here, like family, close friends, and, you know, we're all hanging out by the fire, my mom's in the house, like clean up the kitchen, I'm like, ma, chill out, you know, like, don't do this, like, come <laughs> hang out. You're my guest, mom, you don't have to clean under the bed. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, I remember staying at Davin, like, God bless them, you know, like, they had me stay there for so long, and. It's like, you know, I'm going to hook these guys up. Because, like, you know, six people using the one bathroom, like, the bathroom was crazy, moldy, whatever. Like, I do remember one time, like, just going to the store, getting the, getting the, you know, the big old rubber gloves, you know, probably a face mask, if you know, I don't know. I was, I was just uh, <laughs> making it sparkle, man, Mr. Clean, you know. About to clean the toilet for motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know. You got to do, you know, it's, it's. I'm not going to be, uh, I don't know, uh, it's not going to, I'm not going to be, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's, they're going to be stoked. If they're, if they're stoked, I'm stoked, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it goes a long way, man, and especially, I, 
I was going to say about kids and skateboarding and just coming about Fibro was like, what I liked is that Fibro developed talent. Like, I noticed like a lot of brands, they don't really take their time to do that anymore. It's more just like find someone who's killing it and whatever made a mark and then you just like, they put them on and then they put out the video part and do the Fibro always did a great job of like developing talent like finding little kids no one knows uh no knows of and take them on trips and like they did that for me you i'm sure for westgate for everyone everyone on fiber it was real man you know like the way they steve and nardelli operated just uh it was it was rootsy you know like i mean there was no bullshit there was no like ego involved it was just like you know yeah absolutely so i mean you're getting showed the ropes like firsthand the right way to do it right off the bat you know yeah they're like real real legit people that would just take these kids under their wing and just show them the deal let them know that's right commendable very i do the same that's what i i stole a page from their fucking book man when i do all i need man all the people the my mantra is like i gotta go to war for these riders and help them develop and see their dreams come true and that's from steve like steve just going okay this is what you want this is what you got to do we'll work together on it and see if shit happens you know and he did that with me you know i told him the same thing i'm like i want to do everything that comes with skateboarding go pro and all that stuff and he just kind of helped me figure it out and give me a blueprint and open doors and took me places and it, for all of us like yeah yeah indeed man it was awesome i mean it was, it was a huge growing experience for you know like that time in my life for all of our times you know yeah. for all of us i think you know like you're saying but let's not give Steve a big head about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've rubbed his nuts enough for one episode. Speaking of nuts, how many times have you seen Nardellis? <laughs> I've seen him so many times. <laughs> how would you describe Nardelli to people? He's just a, like, he's a I, wild man. He is. Icebreaker, man. Just, uh, you know, not really a filter and just, I don't know. He's comfortable with himself, no? No? I feel like it's he's not funny. trying to impress anybody, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Super he's super big heart, man. Like super creative. Very true to himself. He's very, very true to himself. Well, a fucking good friend to have, man. Like he's got your back, you know. Oh, dude, Nardelli's family yeah. forever. Yep. It's funny uh, as I'm getting older and like I as I because uh, I work a job now, um, screen printing embroidery place in Taunton, and I work there, and it takes up a lot of my time. Which isn't a bad thing. I'm stoked because I'm growing my brand through there, and they give me, they allow me to do warehouse. I have my warehouse space for all I need, shipping, receiving, all that stuff. So I have everything I need to grow within this brand, which is awesome. Um, but as I, as as I have a job now, and it's like a nine to five, I um, I start like seeing why Nardelli and Steve when we went on tour, <laughs> why they would while out so much because. Those dudes were working, and then when we get on a trip, it yeah. was like they had all that pent up, and they were dying to go skate. Oh, hell yeah. It's like when they got on that trip, it was like, fuck it. Let's just live now. Let's have as much fun, be as loud as we want, like, do now, you know, because their other time was taken up by responsibility and things like that, you know, and I feel that. And, I, and now as I get older, I'm starting to recognize it because when I was young, I'm like, these dudes are just insane. I love these dudes, but they're fucking wild. Like, I don't understand why they're like... All, you know what I mean? Like we'd be leaving the demo, peeling out, like honking the horn, yelling "fired up," 
fuck is yeah, it? Like, yeah. Just make it a whole scene, and it was genius, but I just didn't understand it. I was just like, these dudes are just crazy, you know? They love them, they're crazy, but now I get it. It's like, when your time's sucked up and you actually do get a skate, it's like you, you seize the moment a little more than you would if you can just do it all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, that is definitely true, I'm sure, but... It's also a part of their personality. There's no uh, getting around it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that way. Do you feel that way? I feel because, like, I skate. I skate as much as I ever have, but I don't get a skate when I want. You know, so when I, it's like I gotta wait and wait and wait, and it's like being in school, and it's like yeah, yeah, you, totally. You feel that way? Oh, it's, yeah, I'm busy as hell, working, uh, being a dad. Yeah, and when I get out those couple times a week, you know, um. I need to, you know, I'm, I'm not tired, you know, like completely exhausted. Yeah. I mean, even if I am, you know, I, I'll push through it because I want it. I know it's just like going to happen right now and I won't be able to skate for two days or something like that, you know? Like, yep. so yeah, no, it's good. It, it's, you know, um, more is less or, you know, like, or less is more, or, you know, like when you don't get to do it, like when that opportunity comes, it's, it comes full force. You're a hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. you're, you're spot on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel that way too, because like, um, when I, when I had the freedom to just skate whenever, I'd always be injured because I would just skate too much, you know? And then I wouldn't be... So now, like, my body's healed, and when I do get a skate, I actually, like, learn more. I actually, like, have more fun. It's, like, it's uh, the anticipation's there, and I'm healthy, and it's, like, refreshing, and I, I've been progressing more than I ever have on my board, and it's because I'm, I've stepped away from it a little bit. And and I mean, although I'm skating just as much as I ever had, but it's just not on my own schedule. So it's right, like, exactly. it makes it exciting, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I wish I had a little more time, you know? But I, I get it in. I get it in. I get my fills. Yeah, when I called you, you said you had the designated skate night. We have that, too. Uh, Wednesday nights at Skater's Edge at 9 to midnight. That's, like, where everyone, all the homies, we're all friends. And everyone who yeah. works a job, you know, they can go Wednesday 9 to midnight, and we just have a huge session. That's our Perfect. skate night. Is that what you got? It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. We have it a couple times a week, you know, at least uh, two, definitely three or four on random weeks, you know. And it's yeah. my buddy's backyard. We've been building back there, pool, all this party favors on top, trannies and banks to curbs and stuff. And uh, really, I mean, that's that's where I go skate, and it just uh, it works for me right now, you know. Like um, I do miss going out and adventuring and stuff and exploring, you know, but. You know, obviously you can do that, and it takes a lot more time. And I just don't have that right now. And eventually I will again. Yeah. But right now this is this is perfect. I mean, we barbecue, got a fire, have some brews, we skate. You know, um, last night I was I forgot my board. I grabbed the wrong board. I grabbed like this one of my the extras for the kids when I take you know when I take my daughter and her friend skating, and it's like it's been in my closet two years. It's good complete, but the, tr- the trucks are a little weeder, they made it a little tighter, and then super flat, the concave is gone. And I was like, oh, God. So uh, I used his, you know, his uh, Jason Jesse, which is like 62 millimeters, like <laughs> 159s, big old fishtail. And for that place, like, it's all pool coping and, like, pretty raw, like, concrete. And uh, yeah, I had a blast last night. I had so much fun, man. It was so cool. That's awesome. Sometimes and these guys were skating like these guys were skating so good. Like the, my the buddy that um, my buddy that owns it, Jesse, and then the uh, other good buddies, and they were like, I was watching, and I was tired. I was tired. I had a long day, but uh, these guys were skating like 
you could just tell they were in such a zone. They had so much flow, and it happens once in a while, but last night was exceptional, man. I like, got sparked and got the Jason Jesse out and, uh, yeah, had a good time with them, man. It was fun. Fuck good. yeah. That's awesome. I love those sessions, man. When they, uh, they, I feel like those sessions come more when you show appreciation to each other. That's why I talk to all the kids and all the people, and it's... <laughs> If, the, if if there's one person that's not afraid to cheer for everyone, you know what I mean? Like, that's just something that we I learned from Fibro, too. It was like Steve and all those dudes in our daily would always show appreciation to anyone. I don't care what little kid you were or who you were or what person. They would, like, cheer you on and, like, just make you feel welcomed. And I, I, that's what skateboarding is about, you know? And I, I feel like... Um, well, we've all learned that in our early years, too, you know? Like, I mean, you, you always have that homie that's just not as progressed as you are or whatever but you know if he's learning like something that everybody else knows how to do but he lands like uh, you know just kickflip like you're stoked for him dude like i i generally i, I am you know what i'm saying you're describing ramsey ramsey's yeah. the man dude yeah yeah he works so fucking hard and when he gets it it's like the whole skate park stops and is like god it's awesome man I mean, so <laughs> it doesn't matter what level you're on you know what i'm saying yeah skateboarding's for everyone i'm a big 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 everybody. preacher of that for everybody I don't care what walk of life, where you're from, how your attitude is. It's for everyone. Skateboarding's free. It's like yeah. it should be like water. Water should be free to everyone. Yeah, it takes you a lot of places too, man. It's cool. Um, yeah. I wanted to bring up about Tampa just to go back. Sorry to backpedal a little bit, but um, I, since you were never like, I want to kind of figure out this that why. Why were you so juiced at Tampa to do that gap back tail? Because I imagine that's really scary. And it's not like you were pursuing, like, your goal, your mind wasn't like, oh, if I do this, this is going to be like, I'm going to get this and that and that. What was the what was the motivation behind, like, entering the best trick and just trying to, like, push yourself? Um, I don't know. I think I, because I did, like, other my other tricks on it, like Smith Grinds and Back Lips and stuff, like, on it in my runs. Yeah. Right? So, naturally, I wanted to push it a little bit and wanted to be be in it, right? So... I guess the back tail was the uh, natural progression right there, you know. You just felt so, it, huh? I feel yeah, like yeah. It's like, well, yeah, let's do this. And, like, you know, you obviously you didn't see that too much. And, you know, it seemed I already had the back lip, you know, like I already had that flow. So it was like, why not, you know? So, that yeah, that was it. That's awesome. That's genuine. That's good. <laughs> Imagine if I just kick flipped into it the last time, though. Like, oh, I just went like, ah, fuck, I'll just try kick flipping. Boom! <laughs> earth, the earth shatters. <laughs> That's what I'd imagine. <laughs> oh, you know what's cool? Somebody wrote an article in, like, Skateboard. It was, like, the top ten moments of Tampa, and, like, that was in there. And I was like, fuck yeah. So, it's, I don't know. It's so nice, man. That's a top ten for my Tampa uh, thoughts for sure, dude. It's probably top three to be honest, but. Well, yeah, that's how that that's how that came about. I mean, you know, it's just like shit. What am I gonna do to up up myself, basically? And you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Not, not win, but just do something different. You know, just like I don't know. I don't didn't care if I really fucking got the first or second. It was like, what can I do that that I didn't do yet? You know. Or well, something. you didn't you didn't care about first or second because you got third, so. That's what happened. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Must but, be uh, still. <laughs> but Tampa rules. Let's let's move on. Tampa was awesome, man. The fucking those guys did a great job. God, you know they did so much for skateboarding. So rad. Uh, oh, is that a train? It's a train. Yeah. Fucking cool, man. That's like that. s- probably like six miles. No, I'm more than six miles away, maybe. Wow, you're 
what do you got for the mic? Just the computer mic on there? Yeah, it's just the computer mic. Wow. But sometimes you can just hear the train. Sometimes, like, the clouds or whatever are just right, and, you know, it keeps it keeps the sound in. That's funny. You can hear that. Are you worried, are you worried about drought and stuff in Arizona? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I try to conserve, you know. Um, I know, like, California has been, they're having, like, a major oh, like Yeah, yeah, totally. What's Arizona State all about right now with that? It's it's pretty bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, we've been in a freaking thirty year drought or something, you know. I mean, where we still have water, you know, the water table's still there. Um, they have these water charging stations where they they collect water or they get it from the Colorado and they recharge the groundwater. They're trying to you know do it right, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm always not always thinking about it. Once in a while, I'm like, all right, you know, like. What's this kind of place going to be like? You know, Dust Bowl. Uh, it's it's a little nerve wracking. Have you had any issues with that? Like I, I always hear about droughts. Like I, people talk about the droughts in California, but I don't see the effects. Is it in the crops or like where? Because I mean, you still have water, right? We do, but we get it from um, Colorado River. You know, it's all CAP. It's like tree. I mean, it's Colorado River, and there's CAP water, which is like uh, treated water, right? Yeah. And. Uh, <sighs> No, there's no, like, result, there's no effects right now, but, I mean, there is water conservation, like, people are pushing it, you know, and I try to be cool, you know, and like, a lot of water catching uh, cisterns and stuff, you know, what people are getting into, but, um, yeah, I mean, Cali Cali's bad right now, you know, yeah. um, we we are fortunate enough, like, it rains here, and there's a small enough town where I think it's kind of manageable, you know? Yeah. But Cali's, like... I mean, yeah, I've seen, did you see those pictures, like, the lakes are just, like, you know, like, Shasta, like, down, like, it's, yeah, it's scary, man. Yeah, they said there's, they, they need, like, a trillion, trillion thing, like, they're so low on water, basically, like, yeah. something ridiculous, I don't even know the stats, that sounds stupid. Right. It's so, my word, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a concern, you know, it makes me, like, think, like, should I stay here, you know, like, do I move, do I make... I, I mean, I, I am from upstate New York, you know, I am from somewhere, like, I do like fresh, I like being around fresh water, you know. Um, I think it's all right for a little bit. You're you're close to Colorado yeah. and weed's legal there, just saying. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. I might go to Boulder or <laughs> somewhere, Port no, Collins. Have you, have you gone into Colorado since uh, the whole legalization? Yeah, no, I've heard stories. My a while, though, man. Vending machines, shit. It seems like they're doing all right. Like, you know, um, shit, get yourself out of debt. Good way to get yourself out of debt, you know? Tax it and put it back into the city. Like, it makes sense to me. Yeah, me too. Shit. I think that's good for it. I mean, to me, weed miles will just be the same as coffee, to be honest, man. I mean, I feel like that's going to be the general attitude eventually, too. It's just a stimulant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to go through this shitty stage of where, uh, you know... People are just so gung ho about it. And you, uh, obviously, you see your every smoke and think it's so cool. It's just like you have to go through that, and it'll really eventually mellow out, you know. And yeah, it'll just become norm. But fortunately, you have to go to that stage where everybody just kind of gets too wild with it or something, you know. I don't know. Maybe it's over. No, yeah, they, they make it seem very unappealing and very. There's some people that. I mean, it's the same shit. It's like 
the same people that are like, weed makes you lazy, and it's like, no, those fucking lazy people just smoke weed. <laughs> That's what I tell people. I'm like, I smoke weed all the fucking time, but I, like, work a full-time job. I run a skateboard brand. I do podcasts. Right. Like, you name it. Like, my day's filled up. Like, <laughs> it's not from weed. It's just from fucking me not being lazy. Like, yeah, there's always going to be an extreme with whatever. Same with alcohol. I mean, look at alcohol. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. You got me. I, yeah. I trip, though. If I see another Instagram with, like, somebody doing this selfie with, like, the, the blunt in his mouth, I'm just like, Ugh. Ugh. Jesus Christ, man. Okay, <laughs> that's you, man. All right, that's, is that all you? Is that all you got, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even the fact. It's just the fact that you know they're doing it because they're trying to portray an image. Like, oh, I smoke yeah. weed. Like, it's something fucking yeah. cool. And you're like, just, right. oh, dude. It's victims, man. Victims of marketing and I don't know what's what's cool, what's hot. You know, <laughs> you gotta see, you gotta read between the lines, man, and build yourself up a little more than that. You know, have a little more to offer. <laughs> All right, serious question. Where where did you get your hippie side from? Let's just get into it, man. I feel like you're a bit of a hippie at heart. Is it just your generation or what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I was I was born in uh you know 1950, so I attended Woodstock. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Old man Susky enjoys the joint in the Woodstock. I'm <laughs> um, 65 years old. Um, <laughs> I love a stale fish for a 65 year old man. I'm sure you could uh, imagine uh, where it comes from. It comes from upstate New York, living out in the cut, man, the woods near, near in nature, right? That's yeah. It. You know, getting my appreciation towards nature, my yeah, you know, learning, learning from my surroundings, and you know, uh, playing or building with it. You know, like I think that's it. You know, I mean, I never went to a, I've never gone to a festival like you know, a hippie festival, dude. Like, you, know? <laughs> you haven't been to Shroom Fest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I mean, awesome. that's, that's it. I mean, if, if I don't know, that's where the nature comes from for sure. Yeah, the, na- I, I, nature. the nature of nature, Shetler. And I'm and I'm I'm by no means making fun of you. I, I admire that you're really into that. My you remind me of my sister, except that you're a man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you remind me because she's like kind of hippy dippy, like freestyle, like a uh, free spirit, just kind of. Uh, which I admire. It's awesome. You guys have you're kind of in touch with something that um, it's taken me practice to get in touch with. Seems like yeah. it's natural for some people to just go with the flow and be uh, mellow and happy and content for me yeah. it was like I had to work for that I still work for that daily but well I think it comes from my mom too you know she was a uh, she was really even even uh, tempered and mellow and you know easy going so got some of that from her I mean she she worked a uh, you know, she worked 20 years in child abuse unit you know what I'm saying like you have to be like a strong even tempered like person to do that you know so what, what, what did she work in child abuse unit oh you know? wow gnarly. interviewing children and going on warrants and picking up you know like it's pretty it's one of the gnarliest you know careers out there and she did that and uh she retired recently she retired a couple of years early because she just couldn't like it finally was <laughs> after that long it, you know started uh coming down on her you know but um so you could imagine my mom's kind of um, just uh, personality or, you know, like she has to be kind of, you have to be grounded, you know. She's heard, she's definitely heard it all. So I bet, she, I bet she's very empathetic. Uh, yeah. She, like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's a hard thing to handle, man. <laughs> a lot of people's stories and a lot of sadness and just kind of got to swallow it and be even killed for it, for sure. That's admirable. Tell your mom I said uh, thank you. Uh, I will, man. <laughs> it's, it's like being a nurse or like anyone. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah. Not Some kind of like healer or, you know, somebody has to do it, right? And, so, it, I mean, and the and, fucked up part, Susky, is they, <laughs> they don't get paid that well. It's, no. It's a it's a travesty in this yeah. world. Well, yeah, they look at our teachers and stuff too. You know, like they don't get paid squat and you know shit. I feel like that's gonna change though, man. I believe I, I so. believe it because as resources like dwindle, people are gonna get more co- uh, community oriented, and are the it's already happening. You can already see it, especially in America. People's um, perspective is shifting, and I feel is they're more. It's more about appreciation appreciating what you have and i i always say i i started a hashtag humans are, are the new currency that's been my whole philosophy it's like if we treat humans like we treat money like if we actually like value humans like we value a dollar it's mm. like that's what the, the humans are worth more than money like it should be the other way around instead of us lusting after like the money and trying to make millionaires we should try to take care of people and allow them to be healthy happy because they're going to be the ones that like are the leaders they're going to be the ones that produce the goods like as the world dwindles and resources get smaller and smaller we need each other we need passionate leaders and empathetic people and that's where we should get that's where we should give the money it's like in america it's just like a free-for-all they're like they're just like um it's like if you're if you're evil enough greedy enough and you want to get to the top you will make it in america you know what i mean and it shouldn't be like that no, you're spot on, man. It's it's sad to see. I see it all the time, man. It's like people just are selfish, pretty much, you know. Yeah. It will put like you know. I mean, you see it in a lot of marketing. You know what I'm saying? Like people put out some crazy shit. Yeah. And not be concerned with like how they're rewiring kids. You know, like I'm talking about skateboarding. Even like you know, there's some shitty stuff that's like marketed. Like you're like, damn, dude. Like all because it sells. You know, it's gonna sell, right? Yeah, and they don't they don't care that they're missing. Adolescence, adolescence is you know like it's it's crazy. So you're just you're just kind of like follow the leader, you know, and like what's hot, you know, and um, yeah, people are just selfish and just will market like crazy inhuman stuff, you know, and uh, yeah. it, it's sad. It's sad. I think about it all the time, and I do so much thinking of like just like social you know like a uh, psychology and stuff of people and like why they do things and like cause I, I try to understand because i want to be compassionate even if you are doing some crazy stuff you know like i want to understand like why you know what happened in your life or why you know like but it's it's not really anybody's fault it's like uh well it is but it's, it's people just not taking control it's people just Falling with what else other people are doing and and the, the money falling the currency right you know? yeah exactly and the pro the big problem too is 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 it's our culture the American culture has always been about if you're not first you're last we're the number one country we have the biggest army it's like mm-hmm. we're dominators it's a war torn country we've been in wars yeah. forever you know what I mean so the general culture like rewards those people like people that are takers you know what I mean they just reward them. So then you have all these kids growing up watching our uh, our media and the adults around them, and the attitude is take, 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 try to reach. You know, they build us up to like strive after all the shit that doesn't increase our well being, and it's it's fucking sad, man. I think about this shit night and day, because um, where I you know I grew up broken family and no money, so to me like 
I'm used to that. <laughs> I'm used to no money and I'm used to all that. So what I really strive for is just happiness or like just peace of mind. Like that shit means more to me than a billion dollars. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's a whole different kind of rich, man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. And appreciation. I feel like the attitudes are changing. I think people went after, um, 9-11 and after the economy crashed and all that. I think people are realizing the finite, uh, existence you know they realize that our time could be way short like i think people are getting scared because they're like fuck right yeah i'm not going to be a millionaire maybe i'm not even going to be able to find a job so fuck today matters more than it ever has so i need to have a good day you know what i mean like i need to make today awesome i need to like You're right. people are people are shifting it's slow it's a slow shift but you know community gardens and neighborhoods or stuff like that you know like it's it's people are getting together and just being a little more responsible and a little more humane you know but like uh, you know, um, I was just thinking about this the other day. But you know, um, I I always like if if I was gonna put on an event or something, I'd be like it was a no brainer to me like to have or demos. Like I mentioned it to companies when I was traveling. Like, why well, don't we just do a canned food drive for every demo that we do in every town? Right? You did this. I saw your canned food drive or the Skater's Edge. Like, you, I'm sure you're part of it, right? Yep. No fucking brainer, dude. Bring one can of food. Just. Just contribute back, not to the skateboard community, but just contribute back to the community because we're all in this together, right? Yep. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, hell yeah, Shetler, good job. Because it's, I mean, I don't know, canned food drives used to be really hot when I was younger, but then it's just like, I don't see them anymore. And I was like, why not? Why not just put put it back, you know? If someone needs some help for a couple months to get back on their feet in the community, skater or not, probably not. Yeah. Why not? You know, like hook hook them up, and they'll be inspired. They'll be they'll be inspired probably because they did get an offering, and it's it's heartwarming when people actually when there's when there's people coming together and looking out for each other. You know, and people recognize this. You know, some yeah. people don't, but a lot of people do. You know, like well, I I can't I can't I can't take full credit for the food drive, but I I, I do. What happened was Carol Audley, who owns Skater's Edge. We were trying to think of awesome things to do, and the contest was the weekend before Thanksgiving. And she's a mother, and she's a sweet, sweet person. I love Carol. Like She's like a mother to me, basically. And she brought up the idea, and when she said it, I was like, yes. And then I made that flyer, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, And uh, I agree, dude. So when, she, when she said it, I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in the situation where I needed that. Uh, we had we were the recipients of those food drives, and it, it helped me become a pro skateboarder and find joy and give back joy. So like, yeah, right. dude, everyone should do that. You're absolutely right, man. That's like that should be a that should be like mandatory with each thing, each demo. It should be a thing, you know. What's a can of food? Well, one can of food for 200 people at a demo. 200 cans of food right yeah. back in the community. You know what I'm saying? Then you get the support of the community too. You know what I'm saying? And you, I mean, they're just there's there's just a good balance there, man. Yeah, it, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much at all, and it can make such a huge impact. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So I'm sure they were uh, really appreciated. Wherever the cans went, wherever you sent them to, the homeless shelter, or wherever, I'm sure it was. I'm sure they were super grateful. You know, they, they definitely made some people's Thanksgiving. That's 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 what, right. Yeah, Carol was like, do you know? I think that's because that she's a mother. She's thoughtful, you know. And I was so overwhelmed, and she brought it up, and I was like, you know what? I'm glad that you're involved because. You're a mother, and you have these qualities that I don't quite have yet, and you, I'm glad you thought of that. It's genius. <laughs> and it definitely made people's Thanksgivings, because I remember Thanksgivings where we went without, you know? And then there was Thanksgivings where we got those packages, the box of food, and you're just like, yes, we, we're eating a meal. Like, 
It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I wanted to talk about, um, I don't know which sponsor came first. It was either America or Volcom. Mm-hmm. Which, which one came first? Um, pretty sure it was Volcom. Was that through Fiverr or around that time? Of course, dude. That's Steve. The- you know? Yeah. Steve, Steve getting a shout out to Remy. Remy coming to the city. Let's go skate with them, you know? Like, like hell yeah, let's go skate, man. That's what we do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That- you know, got on the roaster. Yeah, what's your passport look like? That's what I'm curious. How many passports have you been through? Uh, I don't know, two or three, maybe. And Probably two, full. I feel like you've traveled a lot. I did. With yeah. Volcom? Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. One of the... I couldn't be happier, man. And being on that boat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Going to hear some of these ones, you know, like Cayman Islands, you know, Black Pearl Skate Park for four days, snorkeling and skating. Ah. Uh. Um, South uh, South Africa, crazy one. Like, I, you know, they brought me to South Africa, you know, Appleyard, Caswell, Durrell. Um, what's another crazy one? There's... Uh, South Korea was my last one of my last trips with them, which was like two years ago. Whoa. South Korea, you know, like crazy dude. Um, there's there's a couple other obscure ones too. I was just like, okay, yeah, let's go. You know, like so insane. Yeah. South so, Korea, South Korea. It's North Korea that's crazy, but South Korea was it like democratic and relaxed or what? It was crazy. It was just like um, a giant billboard. You know, it was so chaotic there, like. It just seemed like, like this, like every, it's like Times Square everywhere. Wow. Like overstimulating, you know, like my dreams were so jacked there (laughs) after a day of hanging out and stuff, but it was fun, you know, like, but it was like coming down, coming back from that. It was just like so nuts. Did you feel like you were just sitting like inches from a TV screen, basically? That's what I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bubble machines in the streets and then like flashing light it was it was times square so many places like and just lots of traffic and just buildings 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 i mean there was calm spots obviously outside and here and there but it it was amazing it was amazing man i just i was tripping on the culture i just never i didn't know you know yeah that's wild that's so uh yeah there were so many good trips japan too was uh another one i mean i've been there a couple times but one of the last trips with vulcan was japan and that was of goodwill, you want to talk about goodwill? You know, like uh, Volcom made a uh, some articles of clothing for the tsunami relief right after, and they uh, they um, raised a bunch of money selling some you know selling T-shirts and stuff. And we went out there to kind of like um just kind of respark the uh, the community, you know, like put some positive, like have something happen there, you know, yeah. get people. Um, out of their their state, you know, because it was serious, you know. We went to, we did a couple of demos there, but we went to Ground Zero, you know. Like, we went and saw the d- devastation of it all, and and it was insane, you know. Like, couldn't even imagine what, how it was like uh, nine months earlier or whatever, you know. Oh, it's a nightmare. And, uh, That's a nightmare of mine. It was. Complete nightmare. And, uh, you know, did the demos, and everyone was, I mean, Japan anyway, they're so polite, right? But they were just so psyched and so, uh, I don't know, so much gratitude for us coming out. And, and we presented a huge check. You know, we had one of those <laughs> one of those big checks. You know, we had a you know a little photo op with, like, the, um, I don't know what he was, the governor, the mayor of the town of Sundai or whatever. And uh, 
and it was just it was cool man it was, a, it was a feel-good trip man it was like damn you know like this makes sense yeah that's amazing so, so yeah um steve hooked it up with vocal and you know good what was that uh 13 years on on them you know like a lot of good trips man a lot of heavy hitters traveling with like you know <laughs> did you get to travel with shane um shane's uh uh Sh- yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, i know that that was some tra- some sad times too right there man um i don't really know exactly what happened were you friends with him yeah we went on a couple of trips together and he was yeah he was awesome you know like, super great person you know like super humble no head you know didn't have a big head just he, he grooved you know yeah do you know what what exactly he's going miss him yeah it was awesome to meet him and have that privilege to go on some trips with him for sure. Very cool. I I think I think it's a trip that you wrote for America too. I feel like every skate rat out there, I think America holds like a special little spot in their heart, man. Um, they do. They kept the real. I mean, they they keep it real, you know. Yeah. They, they don't mess around. <laughs> that, that whole gig that 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 whole gig started because of uh, Giovanni Retta. No way, really. Yeah, man. He just uh, you know, he just kind of gave a, uh, I think Regan, you know, was brand manager. and Justin, yeah. I think he was asking Reddit, like, any good East Coast skaters out there or whatever I should look out for, and I think my name dropped, and that was, rest is history, you know? Damn, that's so cool. And that was insane, because that was one of my, Amer- one of the Merrick, that, it's on, um, on video. Remember that one? Yes, of course the I do. Under, down, under, right? Yeah, that was amazing. That was my first like real trip with like heavy hitters. So it could have been possibly that I was on America before Volcom, maybe. Yeah. And um, that was insane. You know, going to Australia with all those dudes, I was like, wow. You know, I was pumped. But I was like, it was so surreal. You know. It seemed. It seemed like like, uh, you kind of made a moment on that trip, though. From that on video, it's like they saying you had praise. You must have been really hyped because you were shredding. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was pumped, man. You know, I don't know if I don't think I was in the mind where I had to prove myself, but I was just I was stoked, genuinely stoked, and just let's do this, you know. And of course, you you're skating with I'm skating with Strubing and Barley, you know, like dude, yeah, like let's give it our all, you know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm gonna give it my all because I mean these guys are insane. Like I you know look up to these guys already, you know. Yeah. I'm- so that was a trip, but you know I. Little short story. You want to hear this one? Absolutely. So, on the way to Australia, I'm gonna get a beer real quick and then continue. So, yeah, just dude, give, me, dude, give me two two minutes. I got Instagram comments going on right now. I can uh, get to the Susky post and I'll read something for you guys. I, I'm hyped that you guys leave uh, comments on my Instagram. Let's see. So, I po- I posted something that wrote. Uh, all set to record an episode of the Shetler Show podcast tonight's guest is always epic Susky. Uh, Aaron Susky, and then um, Casual Barry wrote in, gave a bunch of emojis, thumbs up, and fist pump, and all that. Um, for Gilbert Martinez, what up, homie? Hell yeah, you're right with a couple brews in there. Um, my homie Irwin, what's up, Irwin? He wrote Solstice Coffee Crew hashtag. Um, someone's asking about where they can watch the Shetler show. You can get it on iTunes or Podomatic. If you're listening to my podcast, you probably already got it, but I'll write you back in a little bit. Uh, notice the lack of Susky on the America site. What's up with that? We can get into that, I guess. Um, 
Yeah, and Thornbot saying good. Yeah, so we, ca- uh, we got Casual Barry left a comment saying, what's up, Susky? Gilbert Martinez was saying, what's up, and throwing out some cheers. Uh, you got some people that are fans out here. Sorry. All right, what's, yeah, what's the short story? Oh, I'm trying uh, to get Casual on. I talked to him today, actually, and he said he was down to come on the podcast, but uh, he has to figure out how to work a computer first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to download Skype and try to figure it out. I was like, what well, do you want Because uh, he's got good stuff. He's a, he's, he's a joy to talk to, man. <laughs> he's awesome. What was your short story? God. Um, so the story, so, you know, I was talking about how, like, Tampa is probably, like, yeah, kind of like a start of it all, you know? Yeah. And it did. It, it did. Definitely, it was a stepping stone in the right direction, right? But this America trip was really heavy, you know? This was, like, special, especially because all the clout I got and stuff afterwards, you know? Yeah. But, um, so we fly out there, you know? It's, it's a pretty short flight, right? You know, only 17 hours or something. <laughs> no sarcasm <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> and we get out there. And uh, we're going through security or customs, and you know, there's Ellington with his long hair, flannel like, just looking skate rat, and all of us are pretty much, you know. Yeah. And uh, like, whatever, dude. You know, like, you know, they're they're doing the swipe, just doing the swipe, taking your credit card and swiping, like, looking for any kind of narcotics or drugs or whatever. Doesn't even phase me, really. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm good. You know, I feel like I'm glad to be here. You know, I got no warrant. It's <laughs> got nothing. I'm clean, man. Clean. And uh, we go through. We get through customs, and uh, we get to our hotel room. And I'm like cleaning out my wallet because it's kind of big. I want to downsize a little bit. I get cards, whatever. I don't know what I have in there. And uh, I pull out a cellophane of just like uh, of, of shake of weed, man. You know, like oh man. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh my god, dude. It was like stuffed, kind of like down in my wallet, like on the bottom of my credit cards, you know, like cellophane, just like, not that much, but you know what, enough to send me the fuck back, they don't, you know. You got left, <laughs> dude. Of of All right, we're back, Susky. Where were we at right there? It pretty much stopped. It stopped right when I stopped you. Oh, we're talking about America. So you, you had the, yeah. you had a, a little bit of shake on you through the airport, and you, they didn't stop you or nothing? They didn't find it in your wallet? They didn't, man. It was stuffed in there. They swiped the credit card or whatever, and then uh, I walked through it, right? Get back to my hotel, find it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I could have got sent back. Like, that's it. So if I got sent back, I would have had a whole different life. I probably wouldn't be here right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would That trip in particular, like, it, it, it definitely gave me a push in the right direction. It was a huge stepping stone. It was like I needed that to pursue any, any future endeavors, you know? Yeah. And, uh, damn, dude, stoner move, like, <laughs> damn, could you imagine? I could have, yeah, it could have been, it could have went so south. Dude, all those trips you would have missed out on just from, like, one careless act that you didn't, you know, right. one thoughtless act. That's it, man. Would have. Shit yeah, is fragile, man. Shit is very fragile. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm thankful, man, that, you know, there wasn't a, uh, I don't know, a thorough... <laughs> Customs person on duty, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, or, uh, imagine, stashed, you know? imagine if they did frisk you, what they would have found in your ass. Oh, man. Then it would have been on the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, so, but that trip, 
that so let me just, let me just uh, oh, yeah. elaborate on that. Okay, so I, I, I think I already did, but you know, God, man, like, yeah, it would have been all different because that was huge for me. Like, it was huge to get my foot on the door for all that. If I missed out on that trip, like, yeah, it would have been really pretty bad. I yeah, I, I don't know where I'd be. You know, like, because that was I needed that. You know, I needed that 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 time. Yeah. That was the moment. It was like a Tampa moment, but even bigger. So count my blessings right there, you know? And I do, like, I tell that story, I'm like, oh, man, that was just such a naive thing to do. Like, Jesus, you know, check your shit, you know, check your pockets. Growing pains, man, growing pains. Yeah. But it happened, man, it happened, and, uh, yeah, it was a rad trip, man. It was freaking amazing. I feel like that trip um, was a huge, huge for you for that reason, but also because... Honestly, there's only a handful of people that have tricks named after them, and from that trip, I if I oh, if I'm right. right, you <laughs> technically became part of skateboarding history because everyone still uses it, man. The Susky grind. Oh, you bring it. You had to bring it up, dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. Can, that, can I do an interview without bring? <laughs> no. no. I know we bust your balls about it, but but uh. No, it's freaking awesome, man. I'm so humble. It's weird, but it's awesome, you know? I mean, shit. Yeah, you're right, but you're right. It could, I could have, uh, you know, could have won if I didn't win on that trip, man, you know? I'd be calling it a salad grind right now. That's right. Yeah, a spicy salad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Backside salad grind instead of susky, which sounds way better. It must be... It's not it a salad grind. Dude. It's the other way. So it'd be like, you'd have to put a twist on words. It'd be like a spicy salad or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it must be fucking amazing. I, I can't imagine doing a trick so uniquely my own way and have that much appreciation to the point where they call it the Shetler grind. That and like it's not like you deemed it that. It's like the skateboard community deemed it that. That's <laughs> no, I was I was hard on the dude the blueprints, man. I've I've tons of blueprints. Years of work. Yeah, trying to yeah. figure out a new grind. <laughs> you better get on it, man. You better bust out the, the drafting table and uh, or whatever app you have and start. Uh, I, it's possible, man. I mean, look at Barley. Barley had it too, man. Jesus. I feel like uh, I remember I asked you a long time ago about that, and I think you just said that's how you five zero grind. <laughs> Isn't that what you said? That's how you used to five zero grind. Like, <laughs> yeah, a dirty secret. I just couldn't do regular five zeros. <laughs> I learned. But yeah, it was a tough one. <laughs> but that was from that trip. That's from the on video, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. They, they kind of coined it the Susky grind on that, and then it just uh, coined it, they actually coined it the Sidewinder. But then Eric Stricker, I had a photo in like Strength or something, and then he in Strength, not even a big like you know, not even one of the bigger magazines, and he 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 pinned it that, and then it kind of just grew from there. So so cool. Yeah, it's 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 neat, man. It's really neat for sure. I mean, it's fucking awkward when I go do it at a contest or something because it's just like, oh, there he is, <laughs> <laughs> whipping out his old trick again. Enough with that. We get it, okay? It's like Tony with the net. Yeah, can't do it. Uh, then what? Because <laughs> he got there. It's like so Tony, Hawk. <laughs> Tony Hawk shows up to every demo. They're like, time for a nine, time for a nine hundred. All you got to do is a Susky grind. He's got to do the nine hundred. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> true, true. Try me a river, Susk. Yeah, I'll start crying you one. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, man, it's a good run. It was a good run with both those man. Like shit, man. I was felt really privileged. Super grateful for 
all that, you know. Where's the most beautiful place you've been? Most beautiful? Dig your memories and find the most beautiful spot you've been in the world that you man. remember. Upstate New York, man. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> you've been all around the globe and that's the spot? I don't know, man. You know, it's, it's where my, uh, where my heart, my sleeve. Yeah. Maybe, huh? That's awesome. Take the, take the boy out of the country. Can't take the country out of the boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want, if you, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's so many places. It's just, there's so many, like, um, different places that have so many beautiful, I mean, there's beauty all over the place. Goddamn. I can't just. You want my, here, I'll give you my Forrest Gump moments and then maybe it'll jar something from you. I've got two that I can think of right now. One was Tokyo. Tokyo? No, Hong Kong. I'm sorry. I went to Hong Kong and we took this, like, trolley that went up a mountain. And as we're going up the mountain. Gondola. What's that? Gondola or a trolley? Was it a gondola on, on a gondola, wires? A gondola. A gondola. I just did it for lack of a better word. I didn't know what it was yeah. called. Um, we're going up the side of this mountain. And as we're going up, the Hong Kong, the city is right next to us. And we're going up. And it's at night, but the city's lit up. And as we're going, we're going up through the clouds in this little, like, trolley gondola thing. And I we go up past. It gets all cloudy. And we go past the clouds. And I'm going up next to skyscrapers in Hong Kong. And you can see the whole city. And it's just like, I was so, it was like so surreal. I had never even seen anything like that in a movie before. And we get all the way to the top and it's just the whole city right there. Like, I felt like I could reach out and just touch a skyscraper on, like, the 50th floor. It was insane. Um, and then just recently when I took the All I Need crew to San Diego, we went for two weeks, um, we are driving up a hill and, uh, up a road to a hill and we get to the top of the hill and the ocean's in front of us and, uh, literally from my left all the way to my right, 180 degrees, it's the oceans meet in the sky and it forms the perfect line, the horizon line from 180 degree like, and it just looked so surreal. It looked fake. It looked like we're in a snow globe. It was like, it met. It was like the Truman Show, like I was saying on my last podcast. Right, like, right, right, right. I'm like, the, from left to right, it was so insane, like, and so beautiful and just very, yeah. very humbling. Um, those are the two that I can think of that I had moments where I just was like in awe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I, those are the type of moments I'm trying to think of. I know it's kind of hard when you're like on the spot to think of one, but. I don't know. Have you ever been to like a tropical place like on any of these trips, Costa Rica or the jungle? Uh, yeah, Costa Rica. Amazing, you know. Obviously, like you got howler monkeys in the trees, you got the perfect beach breaks, you know. Um freaking little little shanty where you can get drinks and little uh, you know, snacks on like this really on you know, on the beach. They drive a 10 miles down a dirt road to get to and there's people out there surfing yeah I mean Costa Rica is beautiful you know I mean yeah it, there's so many I mean shit yeah I've always wanted to go to the jungle or like something tropical I never got to go um right. um you should go to Costa Rica that's pretty it's pretty it'll blow your mind for sure what's the craziest thing you've had like to eat on a trip have you ever had anything exotic any crazy stuff like that I don't know if we ate it but remember the five road trip Chicken heads? When they came out, chicken heads? <laughs> it was chicken brain. I believe it was chicken. chicken they had chicken heads, but they had chicken brain, too. Right, you crack it open. I don't know. I didn't touch that shit, but 
I chewed up. I I I ate some, but it was chewed up chicken brain. And Andy Pitts, I think it was Andy Pitts. I think he chewed it up first and spit it out, and then they gave it to me as a joke. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't know he chewed it up. Because <laughs> it looked the same. Yeah, that looks the same. At that point, it's like raw, weird, funky meat. I ate, <laughs> I ate chewed up chicken brain. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, Asia. I mean, Japan and any of the Asian countries, there's a lot of interesting items. Yeah. Yeah. Some suspect stuff, for sure. Uh-huh. Like, uh... Yeah. I remember after like two weeks of being in China, I just started eating McDonald's every day because I, I had spicy chickens like every day. Because like after two weeks, I was done experimenting and I just <laughs> wanted something familiar. I was like, I don't want any more guesses. I just want to get something that I know is going to be good. You know, like just stuck to that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a crazy world out there, man. A lot of a lot of experience. Yeah, man, and I'm I'm psyched that you came on the podcast. I appreciate you taking your time, and this one uh, we went in, man, and I definitely want to have you back on again. Um, maybe yeah, we done? Are you wrapping it up right now? I mean, it's up to you. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. Um, we covered a lot in one sitting. I know that. We did, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. there's more. There's definitely more. Oh, there's, yeah, there's tons more. I mean, we didn't even. I kind of brushed over the birdhouse and the New York. Uh, a little bit just because i was there for that but um i don't know maybe we should touch on that a little bit man um i know on birdhouse you uh i'm kind of jealous i'm i'm not kind of i'm fucking really jealous um because i've never had a cover of a magazine and uh i remember a birdhouse you had a few covers i believe huh uh was it birdhouse that was there right yeah it was birdhouse because i remember you had the cover of transworld doing a front side tail slide i believe Slap, yeah. Slap with the front board up the rail, which yeah, I th- which I think you kind of. I mean, maybe you don't want to take credit for it, but at least for my generation of people watching skateboarding, you kind of kind of started the whole up rail thing that's going on now. Oh, completely, man. I'm I'm telling definitely getting credit for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Westgate, of course. Like, I mean, you know, travel so much, you had to steal my steal a fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that little motherfucker. And take it to a different level, right? <laughs> like a seven stair to a 13 rail or whatever. He's <laughs> literally a little ball. He's like a little elastic ball, though. It's not even fair. No, I'm not taking credit for any of that, but uh, I don't know. It was, I mean, it was, it was fewer, you know, uh, between, like, you didn't see that that much. But, I mean, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't a smooth execution either, but whatever. <laughs> um, the one up the rail for slap yeah yeah i mean it was in like the b-sides of america and like you know i tail tap my hand on the rail on top but whatever you know I'm, i don't think anyone had really done a proper front board up a rail though at that point so it's pretty epic to hit that and get the cover for it right. slap too like slap yeah. is such a sick magazine joe brooke yeah got me on that one yeah brooke what up homie and O'Mealy got me on the transworld one yeah that was, that was a that was insane yeah two covers like from coming, yeah, that was that was wild for me, you know. Are those your only two covers? Uh, I think I, I had one for the skateboard mag too. Which years one? later, what was that? It was like a five zero down, like a hubba into a ditch or something. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I have to look it up. Matt Price shot that one. Yeah. Matt Price, but, what up, homie? I was on. But uh, back to the uprail stuff. Oh yeah, did you say what's up, Matt? <laughs> what's up, Matt? No, but Matt, we were on Matt's first trip ever. Yeah. Birdhouse. When we were all like, when we all knew that we were done, 
we were kind of like, okay, we're gonna we're not gonna ride for Birdhouse anymore, and we're gonna go ride for New York. And uh, yeah. but we had one more trip to go, and we had that was Matt Price's first trip. Do you remember that? And we were like, <laughs> we had Trembly on that trip. Um, we were just fucking with Matt Price so bad. We remember we act like we kicked Chris out of the van, Trembly out of the van, and like had him think that Seamus and Trembly were fighting. <laughs> and then we were just getting wasted. Like I have photos of me, you, and Trembly and Westgate with like togas on basically like we ripped each oh, other's yeah. shirts and like yeah, tied them together and like <laughs> I had little weird movies of that stuff like uh yeah <laughs> we're like wrestling our like luggage bags when we get in the hotel room we're like wrestling <laughs> luggage bags and all of us are like dry humping them or what i don't know what we're doing we're on a we're on a trip yeah that was yeah. insane we're out of our minds pretty yeah. much i think because like big change was coming and like we just were like fuck dude this We've been under so much pressure and just trying to make shit happen, and then that was, like, the trip where it was, like, nothing matters, because, like, we're not going to be, like, Birdhouse, this is our last trip, it's kind of a free-for-all, like, let's yeah. wild out, and we definitely, right, right. and I remember, um... It was a good run, though, wasn't it? It was cool, man. It was a really cool moment. Dude, it's, but, that's a height that people, kids, kids dream of reaching. We got to travel with Tony and, like, and, and Tony Hawk and get his, like, be on Birdhouse, which is such a right. staple and like... Do those demos are insane and just like Sumner and Willie Santos and Jeremy Klein and like <laughs> all these dudes, you know, it's fucking insane, man. That was wild, man. Yeah. I remember Westgate took your hat. Remember when Westgate get get really drunk? He turned into the little bogger. The little bogger, man. He destroyed the hat. <laughs> I was attached to that hat too. I was like, hat. <laughs> so oh. yeah, this cowboy, like, not I don't know. I guess it was, it's like a cowboy hat, but it was made out of like what was that? Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, it's weaved, you know, like, straw-ish, whatever, you know, like, some kind of plant. You were so <laughs> proud of that hat, and then Sus- uh, Brandon gets wasted, and he takes it, and he basically, like, molds the hat into his own little barter, like, cap. He, like, mushed the rim, the brim, and, like, fucking destroyed it. Well, then he, no, then he put his head through the top. He just pulled <laughs> it down over, like, then he had, like, a, it was, like, a, you know, like, a neck piece <laughs> i was like you motherfucker oh dude i miss that dude so let's get back to the uprail stuff oh, yeah. right? i mean westgate's uprail really man like you want to take it to a different level dude jesus christ i mean um yeah it's like when him and leo get together it's like they just now they're just fucking going up shit dude and that last cover westgate had was insane dude. the board that, side in boston the board side yeah is it in boston yeah it's like the boston area i don't think it's directly in boston but because I mean, it, it looks unreal, right? Yeah. But you have to you have to understand you have to understand when you're going up something you have to go five times as faster than you do on anything like five like he he was he was booking it, man. Yeah, like the confidence it takes, especially on a, like that's like a I don't know how many stairs, but it's that's a big long up rail. Like <laughs> you, you got to really be booking it, and the confidence yeah. it takes to pop an ollie every time and make sure you get the weight right is insane, man. Yeah. He was on one man. That's he, that video part. His last video part he put out. Uh, yeah. I was I was with him because he broke he broke his back kind of. Or he, I know, yeah. Yeah, he hurt one of his discs in his back, and uh, I was there when that happened. That was really fucking scary. But then uh, he just kind of did all the cranberry bog stuff, and when he found he just like healed up, and then when he came back, and he was just on one. He was just like 
really fired up to skate and right right the dude's unbelievably talented and just fucking insane so it was awesome to watch him i was there for a lot of those tricks and his newest part and it was pretty fucking epic to watch and he okay. fired me up i got a bunch of tricks too because oh yeah around him you know and just being like ah so so i got some tricks on some of the same stuff he's skating that i'm kind of sitting on still sick what do you got? You got any? You got any footage? Are you sitting on anything? I took no. Nah, well, I have a couple of tricks for sure. I haven't, I haven't filmed in a long time. Do you so feel like are we going to see another Susky part eventually? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's in. It's in my. It's in my plan. I, I'd like to come out with a part. I got a song. I want. I you know. I have a vision. Yeah. It's just going out and getting it, and you know, it's gonna be fun. You know, maybe like groundbreaking stuff, but it's gonna be fun. I, and I, that's what I want it to be. You know, like just enjoyable to watch and of course you know i'll try to challenge myself and like do whatever i can but i would yeah i would like to uh, yeah the fire the fire's still there for sure man but you know what the last year I'd, no cameras has been have been fine with me you yeah. know like i've been enjoying just like just just skating you know no documenting and just just having a good time man you know i think i think you've reached like some heights in skateboarding where it's just like it's like um, you've done that. You know what I mean? So it's okay that you can like step away. So when you do come back with another video part, it'll be like such a treat for real skateboard fans. You know what I mean? I know it'll be for me. I'm a big fan. So it's Thanks. not like you have to put out a video part. You know what I mean? It's more on your time now, which is awesome because you've already done it. We've already discussed like. Well, I have no pressures, Shetler. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to do it. I can do it the way I want to do it and the time I want to do it and you know. That's when the best art will come out, dude. The best art is when it's on your own time and you just kind of like do it for joy and it'll come out like epic. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see your stuff too, man. I mean, you know, always look forward to the homies, you know, watching what they're doing. I think I'm, I'm psyched for you to see it, man. Uh, my skating has changed quite a bit. Like, it's not just handrails and not just gaps, you know, like... I don't know. I've just kind of branched out and started skating more stuff and get more comfortable and just like... I don't know, my next part, like, that's what I kind of was asking you about your video part, because I was talking to Andrew Cannon on the last podcast about this, I was just saying, like, because he was saying he has, like, he has twins, and he's got the full-time job at NHS now, and, like, he said he wants to put out another video part as well, but, like, it's just not his main focus and stuff, and then I started asking him, you know, I was, like, I was telling him about me, myself, and about how I still have that fire in me that, like, like, I don't want to talk, I don't want to one-up anyone, but I just want to put out the, I want to one-up myself, I want to, I still have that fire where I'm like, I just want to put out another part because I think I can make it better than any of my other ones. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like skateboarding is like a wine, it's like, you only get better, and I, and, and it's like, as long as you keep skating, no matter how old you got, how old you get, the, the rabbit hole is endless, and I feel like the older you get, and the more mature you get, the more your skating matures and it shows so much more style like all the people i look up to in skateboarding i don't care if you're triple flipping double flipping it's like the dudes that just do tricks so good and it they're all older because they they have that finesse they have that ten thousand hours they have that that veteran they have the they have the com comfort on their board and and it's just like i could watch for you example i could like and i could watch you susky ground like obviously people can watch you do that because you've done it enough and it just oozes with your with your finesse and your style and some very unique and i think that's like that's the side of skateboarding i fucking love you know and i, and I don't think age matters you know i think you only get better no uh, yeah i mean there's a certain time but yeah i mean 
Uh, I still have to fire too, man, you know? But I'm just taking a hiatus of the camera, and, like, I'm getting itchy, actually, like, the last couple months. I'm like, oh, man, I want to go out and, like, definitely film some stuff. And, uh, yeah, just kind of have my own direction of what I want to do. You need, like, a Saturday. You need, like, once a week, a Saturday or something. Right, right, right. From yeah. Before you get four hours, and you can go to a spot that you're stoked on and just have fun, warm-up, session, the whole thing, and then just break the camera out and get what you can get. That's right. And then and make sure you bring some homies that get you hyped and get them too. And then that's kind of how we do it. We pick like a weekend day, sometimes two weekends, and then we just get – it's been me, Westgate, Billy Drown, Corey Goonan, and like we get the filmer and we'll just go for the day to Boston and just get clips. And then, you know, then 9 to 5 work and then back, you know, hopefully next weekend we get to go out or whatever. Yeah. Especially like when it's getting dark out and shit like that. But Oh, man, it's, it's fun, man. Hey, what was that part – there was a part you had that I fucking loved. Um, was it your word of mouth part? What was the song in that? Jethro Tull? Yeah, dude. <laughs> how'd you feel? Uh, just, I want to ask you, how, how'd you feel about that part? Because that, that was like one of my favorite parts of you. Oh, thank you, Shadler. Like, oh. even, even above any of the other ones, although I really enjoyed your uh, America one, um, This Is Skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. It's just different. I feel like that part was different than all these other parts. And for whatever right. reason, that part was, like, really one of my favorites. I was content with it, for sure. I was excited, you know? Like, I mean, that was, like, one of my first debut parts, especially after, you know, I, I got turned pro, so. Oh, really? Right. Wow, sick. Yeah. Yeah, five so. Months, so. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was really special to me, for sure, you know? And, you know, it wasn't, like, groundbreaking stuff, but, I mean, it had a good flow. It had a good vibe, I thought, you know? And song was killer you know i think steve or nardelli picked that one out so uh yeah man thanks yeah no worries man i really enjoyed it that song killed it and i just all i can remember is that one line i don't know if it was in jersey but you literally all eat up that ledge you all eat up a ledge that's as wide as your board you rode up it then you turn around you all eat into the ledge going down and then you i think you front 180 off maybe yeah that's it <laughs> yeah, but it was so gnarly. It was that's... like that ledge is so fucking skinny. I remember just watching that, being like, "This dude's on one for sure." That was in Rochester, I think. If it I is. It looks know. like East Coast. It's got to be. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you got now? You know, what do, what's, the, what's the beer of choice now? Oh, um, Maui Brewing Company, uh-huh. uh, Coconut Porter. Oh, coconut. Coke? Yeah. There you go. Nice. Nope. Uh, nice plug. We'll plug them in the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> There you go. Cool, man. Well, uh, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call it a day, dude, because I'm gonna go yeah. I'm gonna go check on my dog. Elwood had surgery today on his teeth. Um, he had like his teeth were getting really fucked up, like just whatever dogs get fucked up teeth. So we yeah, just yeah. got him surgery, so they cleaned it all out and pulled out nice. the tooth or something. So I'm gonna go get him in the bed and say goodnight to my girl. But Susky, seriously, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. And uh, Shell, it was a pleasure, man. Pleasure to catch up with you. I mean, I, you know, like, it was fun, for let's, sure. Let's do it again, man, because... Um, let's do it on our own time. We just Skype on our own time. What the hell, man? Yeah, but no, we got to record it because it's, <laughs> it's awesome. It's so awesome. I, I really... I, I'm i going to preach a little bit here for a second, but um, remember earlier in the podcast when we were talking about, like... um just community and talking and sharing ideas and all that. We were just kind of talking about that. I feel like podcasts, I know it's kind of new new to people, especially in the skate world, but the podcast is going to grow and grow and grow. And uh, 
mine has been growing like crazy, which is amazing to me that anyone even listens. But um, uh. these stories that we talk about and share, it's just like we, we're spreading all this these ideas, especially to like kids that I have kids that listen to this and they're like, I listen to your show all the time. Like I'm doing my homework or whenever I like just put the podcast on and I, it gets me through the day. And I have people hit me up and send me so much positive feedback about all the episodes and about they they just like recite what we talked about and just like because it's it, for us Susky it's like we've been being a sponsored pro skateboarders for fucking over a decade maybe two decades in your case and like for us that's normal you know and it's like the people that are listening to this podcast like a lot of them have never had the chance to go go to South Korea or like go on a tour or or ride for America or Volcom or it's like so these stories it's just like um we're spreading ideas and we're spreading joy at skateboarding and these kids are listening and um not just kids but just people in general are listening to the podcast and it's um it's the new way to it's the new advertising kind of it's like back in the day with skateboarding it was like you have magazines and you do all that shit but now it's like I just have my own podcast man I have on people that I'm stoked on I promote what the fuck I want the numbers keep growing because i keep sharing it and having different people on and they share it and it's just like we build up this network and we can they can get to know their favorite skater like aaron susky they get to hear our conversations hear your word and it's like you're more likely to support people that you know you know what i mean the world's getting smaller and i think this is because of technology and i think it's beautiful that we get all know each other and share our, our stories man oh you're spot on man you know like uh First of all, you do a great job what you do, you know. I mean, we have the history, we have the friendship, you know, to make it this comfortable. But I can see, like, me not knowing you and it's still going the same way, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, thank you. Because you do a great job, Shetler, and I'm really proud of, like, all you, what you've done and what you're doing. You're an inspiration for sure, man. And, like, uh, I just keep the positive vibes going, you know, like, <laughs> it matters, right? Yeah, you know? absolutely, man. I really want all the bullshit out and, like, I don't know, just yeah. keep it real. I feel like this is our time now in skateboarding, like, to kind of change the whole thing and make it how we want it, you know? I feel like it kind of got, skateboarding got kind of taken over by, like, people, you know? Like, I feel like every kid wanted to be sponsored, and it's all money-driven and advertising and X Games and Street League. And that side's cool, don't get me wrong. Like, like, I'm not saying I don't want to make money. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm thinking skateboarding is way more... Um, complex it's not one-sided you know what I mean and I feel like with all the marketing and all the bullshit that comes along with it kids only get this one view of it they get like the sports side of it where it's like you get on a team you get sponsored and you get on tv or whatever the fuck it is you know what I mean and there's no voice there's no real like these stories that we're talking about and sharing it's like kids are listening to it now they're now they're just striving to like get a travel somewhere cool and try coconut beer or something you know what I mean like they're not they're not not you don't have to be you don't have to be on a team to go to go experience new new experiences you know to go travel with your buddies and go to someplace new you know you, you don't have to you don't have to go crazy exotic you know like right there in your backyard three hours away could be an amazing experience for you to just you know let's get our boards and let's go to this spot we heard about this park and well this park and then we'll see what's around there you know like i mean it's 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 super crazy what I've been taught, you know, all these places I've traveled, but, um, I mean, there's shit in our backyard, you know, and that's how it all started, you know, even back in the day, like, you want to talk about upstate and stuff, like, you know, I, we had to travel, we had to make shit happen, you know, like, in the little, the little towns we had, you know, we, we went and explored, like, more little towns, but, like, it grew and grew, and we found spots, and we had experience, and we found 
not only skate spots, but like cool chill spots by lakes or whatever, you know, like it, like you said, it's, it's so much deeper. It's so complex, so much deeper. And, um, it's important, it's important to have some guidelines, you know, like to have some guidance to kids that are uh, people that just don't know, like, you know, or, um, <clears throat> lost, losing my train of thought right here, but you know, like, I mean, it's super important. Like you said, like just, to have these stories shared, you know, because it's, like you said, it's, it's one-sided and like, you, you can't, you can't be so narrow-minded, you know, like skateboarding and generally like what I, you know, it goes hand in hand with so many things Art in like open-mindedness, you know, like, um, you can broaden it, you know, you don't, don't stay stuck in one, one, one vision, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's cool to have a drive, but make sure your drive is genuine, you know, like not just like making money and being on a team, but I want you to just come back and take a step back and make sure it's with your friends first and like, and build on that, you know, and I don't know, but you're spot on. You said it right, you know? Yeah. So I, and I, I completely agree with you, man. It's, it's cool to have ambition and drive, but if that's all you have, then you're going to miss out on all that other great shit that comes, you know, ambition and drive can take you to great heights. But if you're only doing it, the amb- if you only have the ambition and dri- drive to like, you know, score points and beat people and this and that, if you have ambition, dri- ambition and drive to go have joy and meet people and explore and like expand yourself and your consciousness and uh, just see the world and like, that's amazing. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't have that necessarily, or maybe they do. I don't know. But I, I the one sided side of the the side of skateboarding that's one sided, I just feel like. Um, I don't want it to go the way of all the other sports. Like that's what no, it, that's, that's what they try to do. They try to box it up and turn it into a package to sell it, you know? And it's like I don't mind if that side's involved in skateboarding, but that shouldn't be the main side. That's why I was like, "Fuck it, I'm making all I need. All right. I need. We that's we all have a need and that's the beauty and simplicity of skateboarding is a need, you know? So it's like um in the podcast like we can battle Goliath right now. Uh uh, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, I couldn't advertise in Transworld the Thrasher because it's thousands of dollars. But nowadays, it's like I just start my podcast, right, right. Be, be brave enough to share cool stories, get reach out to people, do the legwork, show my heart, and people listen and they're inspired and they like it. And then it's like now they're buying all I need and supporting it because they hear the heartbeat of the brand and the heartbeat of the people. It's not just like let's design a cool ad and try to hope people like the way things look. It's like you do that, but you also got to show your heartbeat. You got to show everything, you know. If you ever grow, you know, when you grow, you'll 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 come into like some hurdles. Well, you'll have to like make some decisions. It seems like, well, you know, you got to stay true as much as you can, but you're gonna have to like. It almost seems like you have to bite the bullet sometimes and like go with the flow. But I mean, that's not what I ever want to do. I'm sure that's not what you want to do. But I'm sure you'll make the right choices when they come, you know. Well, here's my, here's my thought on that, Sus, because you were talking about it before, where you're talking about just around your backyard. You were saying there's like three hours away, there's a whole new land to explore, right? So I'm a firm believer in that if you want to start any journey, whether it's starting a brand, starting a skate career, or just having fun, you start the adventure, the journey at, in one spot, and then you explore around that spot, right? That's right. And then you explore all that surrounding until it gets small. And then you venture out further and further. 
just like a skateboard brand or just like um anything right. until you, until that takes you to Japan or until it takes you to like heights that you can't imagine or you know and that's kind of my approach with all I need is like I, I like I said I'm not I'm not against making money and I'm not against of any not. of that you want yeah but I want to do it the right way. I want to start at one point and I want to grow organically until it gets to those heights. I don't want to miss out on any of the adventures. I don't want to miss out on the shitty part, the any of it. I want it all so it means so much. You know what Ground I mean? Up. Ground Just up. like you did with your skateboard career. I feel like you did that. You started at humble beginnings and just how you are. You just enjoyed your road, your road, and you you followed it, and it seems like you took advantage of everything and, and appreciated it all. And it took you, fucking, uh, you can't even probably name all the places. You had three passports full of places, <laughs> <laughs> but that would only that only happens because you have appreciation and you're not trying to skip steps and you're just kind of go like like you said, you never really tried. It just kind of you were like water, and you just went wherever the opportunity opened, and the water flew that way. So you went that way and rode it out. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do sometimes for some people, you know. Oh, dude. You know, I just wasn't a control freak. You're like, you know, take me where, take me where, where it's going, you know. Yeah, it takes brave. It takes bravery, man, because a lot of people can't let go. They just like they need control because life's scary and bad things happen, and just like yeah, right. tend to latch on to things and just want things to go the way people have high expectations, and then. They get let down and it slows their progress to be a, like an open book. That's why I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to make it fun of you earlier, but uh, I was more pointing out that you're a hippie and I liked it because <laughs> that that attitude and that openness and that uh, that that has really rubbed off on me. Like you've rubbed off on me. Like yeah, I've idolized you as growing up, not just as a great skateboarder, but just as a human being. Like from your appreciation and washing dishes and just like i don't know there's a lot of things i just picked up and i know westgate too like whenever we me and him get together we talk about it we're like yeah susky was like he's the man he's the dude that like we looked up to and like taught us like the shit that was important you know what i mean it wasn't like we wanted to dress like you not that i don't but i'm just saying like that's not what was important what was important was that you know you were cool to us you treated us like adults and equals and you said cool shit to us that was impactful it's great to hear, man. I'm so I'm so happy there was an impact because I mean I I didn't know I was just like obviously you try to just live and be humble, you know, and just uh, spread the good vibes, you know, and be treat people like you want to be treated. Simple as that, right? Yeah. Oh, I wish it was that simple <laughs> for <I don't> know. <laughs> You say it simply, but I know for a lot of people, it's it's a it's it's, it's different. It's more complex. There's layers. There's layers. I mean, there's so many different people. There's different situations. There's different ways people get brought up. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, um, let me go. You choking up off right the now? subject a little bit? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got our first crier on the show. No, I, show. I think about this so much. I know a lot of people do. I mean, there's there's studies on it, but like social media is like, I mean, I think a lot of reason why why you know I'm not traveling anymore and um you know not getting checks is you know obviously because you know it's probably time, but. There's a social media aspect too. Like, you know, I didn't have the freaking, I didn't have 50k, you know, on my Instagram. Like, I don't give a shit, you know. Like, you're 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 good at it, you know. But um, I can't really get involved in that, you know, like, because I just remember, I still remember just going on my porch and having my moment, and you know, I even get caught up with like checking on my phone, like have my phone there, like, 
I used to have thoughts in my own thoughts, not worrying about other, what other people are doing and stuff, you know? And like, with that being said, there's like a, there's like this thing of this, this epidemic with people like posting stuff and and getting upset, um, acceptance through pictures or, you know, like social media, you know? And I, I think it's really wrong. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, maybe put down your phone for a little bit, maybe like stop worrying about what other people are doing so much. I mean, in this case, like it's cool. Like, you know, um, listen to people and like, see what they're doing and get inspired. But it's, so it's overload. And I, I agree, man. And, uh, I, 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 the reason why I like social media so much, there's definitely two sides of the coin always, and you're absolutely... Double-edged sword, two sides of the coin, yeah. <laughs> I see your point of view 100% because I even have to step away from it sometimes, you know what I mean? Because it's almost, um, it's too much. But the whole thing about technology and, and social media that intrigues me is that, um, for the first time in our lives, in the world, in the history of the world, we're so connected that... Right. If we really share how we feel and we share our our blood, sweat and tears and we share our laughs and we don't just keep that to ourselves, but you share it on a massive level, something genuine and real, we can inspire each other. We can inspire each other to do great things. And like that's what America needs right now. Like I don't think you're not I, I, I honestly don't I mean, I'm not making money off skateboarding either. I'm not traveling. You know what I mean? And it's like I don't think the reason why we're not making money off of skateboarding and traveling right now is because. It is not, I don't think it's because we're not great at social media or whatever. I think because the industry took a big fucking dick dive because the people that got involved were vultures and they just thought about profiting and marketing schemes. And then all the big brands came in and they're much better and have much bigger budgets. And they fucking took over the industry and started making all these mega contests on TV and marketing to outside. So the heart and soul, the roots of skateboarding, all these kids... Who the fuck wants to be involved in that? You know what I mean? Like they want to have the fun. And now with this technology, we can share about the demos. We can share about the trips to Japan. We can share about the laughs, the getting high, the drunk, the the like landing the first back tail at Tampa and like just being honored. And like we can share all the joy of skateboarding. We can share all the beauty of it. And we don't have oh, to pay. True. We don't have to pay thousands of dollars. We can just take a picture of something and show appreciation. We can battle all these evil, evil bullshit that's trying to take over skateboarding. And uh, that's why I love it because I see like we can create great change because now we can communicate and like, we can hear each other. We can see each other. And if you have something in your heart and you're a genuine person and you're not afraid to share it, the, the change you can make in this world is unbelievable there's not enough leaders that's my whole thing man is there's not enough leaders like i i am aware that i'm a 32 year old man like and i understand that i people look up to me and i have influence on some level and i don't want to let anybody down i want to be as great as people might think i am and if they don't think i am i want to i want them to because i want to try really fucking hard because i love life and i love all these people you know and it's like there's, there's a moral responsibility we get to take you know what i'm saying you, you have to you have to like Latch on to, you know what I'm saying, and spread some good shit. You know? So nice rebuttal. Nice yeah. rebuttal, Chatler. <laughs> but I mean, it's uh, true. I agree. No, I agree. I mean, um, it's our responsibility because there's too many assholes out there spreading the negativity, like you were pointing out earlier in the podcast, correct? There's too many yeah. people that are spreading being careless with their thoughts and their words. And meanwhile, there's people that are paying attention to those thoughts and words and they're misleading people. Yeah. And, and, and they're not even, whether they're trying or not to lead people. It's like you don't have to put that out there. You could try to live righteous and try to do what's right for the collective, not just yourself. You know, that selfishness you were speaking about. 
It's just like willpower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you know, you just got to have some willpower. I'm just saying like uh, maybe have some self-control, you know, because uh, sometimes it gets a little too crazy when people are just, you know. Yeah, like obviously, you know, like there's so like there's a social, there's a social connection, there's a social disconnection when like I try to talk to kids and like they can't hold the conversation because they're on their phone. They're on their phone, you know what I'm saying? And because they're on their phone, because why? Because they're they're scared to even ask a question, you know what I'm saying? To to get involved in a conversation. So so by default, fuck, I'll just text somebody else. You know, I'll just text somebody that I'm comfortable with texting and like not be involved or whatever. But so double edged sword, you know. Always it's yin and yang. It's yin and yang, you know, like the black and the white. Like it had, there has to be balance, but you have to like be aware of it, right? It's all awareness and mindfulness of how much you use it and. And how you use it. Not how much you use it, but how you use it. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's too many vain people out there taking photos of themselves with bags of weed, just being like, yeah, I'm cool, like trying to pose and make another advertisement or another marketing <laughs> scheme. And it's like, dude, who gives a fuck? Else, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, but um, I, I can completely agree, dude. I see that side of social media, too. Like, when you're having dinner, just put your fucking phone down. Like, talk yeah. to the person you're eating with. Have the beer and enjoy it. Like, instead yeah. of being like, there's like a time and place. I guess it's kind of like, you know, same with the whole marijuana thing I'm talking about. It's like five people can smoke marijuana and act five different ways. And two of them might make us look like assholes. And then they might generalize marijuana smokers as fucking lazy degenerates, you know. But the truth is, it's like it's a tool. It's how you use your tool, like you're saying, you know. And definitely you got to put your tool down (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) Well, because it can become a prison and a trap, too, because, you know, how easy would it be to trap people in a virtual reality where, you know, they're getting more praise online than with their friends? And then you're just always online because you're getting more praise, half praise from strangers, and it's kind of artificial, and you're not having any real experiences, you know? Yeah, I'm just thankful I grew up with like without it for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's the pretty na- special. The nature side, yeah, it's cool to be able to see both sides of the coin. Absolutely, like pre even cell phones, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. How much change has happened in that time span? Oh my God, so much, man. One, it's always changing. One lifetime, you went from no phones to this. You know what I mean? To man, me. let's do a podcast ten years from now, okay? Dude, no, we're gonna do one in a couple months. <laughs> And we'll do one in 10 years, no, we'll too. For 10 years. we we'll have to wait 10 years and see what what, what happened and <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> well, we probably won't even be a podcast. I'll probably just, like, get in my little teleporter and just show up at your house and be like, <laughs> drink a coconut beer and then break out. <laughs> Was that a spaceship behind you, or is there a road back there? Shetler 1 Kenobi just up here <laughs> in my house. Ooh, Susky. <laughs> Susky, come in. <laughs> that's a horrible impression of something from Star Wars. <laughs> I think you're doing Yoda. But oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it was good. It was a good one. Uh, appreciate that, man. Is that was that a car behind you? I saw lights go by. It was like um, looked like a cop car sirens. No, we're good. Nothing, nothing crazy about it going on here. Do you have a road back there? No, I don't know what happened. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think you're tired, man. I think you're tired. And no, there was definitely there was definitely like um lights going by. It drove right by. Is there a road? There's a road over, you know, on the road. <laughs> Did you see it? Would I be able to see it? Maybe, yeah. It could have been some lights in the trees or something. Well, I don't know. I, Arizona has, like, UFO sightings and shit. I didn't know if the Shetler show just documented oh, that shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Dude. Did you see that UFO? Yeah, I did. I saw it. I was like tripping out about it. I think there was two of them, and they looked like cop cars. All all the time out here, man. 
all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> Suski, I love you. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. My pleasure, man. It's great to catch up with you, man. And uh, see your goddamn face. And yeah, it's cool, man. <laughs> all right, man. Let's catch up again soon, okay? Absolutely, homie. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you. All right. Peace. Peace.